Maar... What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 159. I'm your host, Anthony Trapani, as always, with my resident homies. Got Joseph, Joel, and Casey with me tonight, the full four. And I got, jo- I mean, it's just staples, is it right, Josh? Yeah, you just Josh Staples. The staples. I don't, I'm always <laughs> looking. Did you think I'm Dutch? What is this? Stapalis, dude. Staples. Yeah, all right. We got Josh Staples with us tonight. What's going on, dude? Oh, yeah. I'm living the dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm living my best life, baby. This is like uh, Beer Fest. You remember that movie, Beer Fest? You got to turn it at the end, dude. So you got to turn the flashback. Fuck yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll be turning it up. Fucking hell. (laughs) Sick, dude. Well, we're always happy to be with you guys tonight. What up in the chat? Um, yeah, dude. Another Thursday, another Cali Death podcast. And uh, let's do some plugs and shit. Got that Battle Forge coffee up top, as always. The homies and Deeds of Flesh serving up some caffeinated beans for us. And got the swag, too. Go over to uh, BattleForgeCoffee.com to help those dudes out and keep that business flourishing. Yeah, get your grinder. Uh Generator Rehearsal Studio. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, let's do that one first. GeneratorRehearsalStudios.com. SoCal uh, Oceanside area is where you will get, we should, we want you to go to go practice your music or record your music. However you want to use uh, the facilities at that fine establishment, please go uh, there. And uh, CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com is where you're going to get a shirt or two from us. That's the only uh, swag we got for you guys if you want to help us out. If you don't have the money to help us out, you can just subscribe to any one of our uh, places you can get this. YouTube.com, Twitch.tv, go subscribe. If you're not subscribed to this and you watch this every week, that's kind of ridiculous. Think about it, guys. Go hit all the likes and buttons and bells and all that stuff for us. It helps out the show for sure. And, um, but yeah, Josh, what's going on, brother? You got any, uh, places you want people to go? Is there a main hub for all Josh Staples affiliated information? Yeah, I got one of those, uh, I got a link tree that I planted there. It's, I don't even know the damn URL, but if you go to Mass Hole Metal on Instagram, you can hook up with me on that and all your link tree. Mass Hole Metal, right? Mass Hole Metal at IG. Fuck yeah. So yeah. It's kind of like my main thing is I got a uh, direct input cast on the Twitter X there. Um and uh Josh is a frog on fucking Facebook. That's still up there. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. yeah. It's cool to see you guys. Pre-pod, we were talking oh, about yeah. temperatures, dude. I had a question because you were talking about negative uh temperatures and over here in California, we're very uh 
we're very lucky to be in our climate compared to some drastic changes that you feel throughout the seasons, dude. But negative 10, negative 30 wind factor, all this kind of shit. I'm like, dude, how does that feel? Like, I, I know it's your whole life you've been there. So you're kind of just ready for winter every year it comes. But there's got to be like a different kind of cold that you're feeling when you get below zero, dude. Yeah, below zero shit sucks, brother. Fucking like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've you learn how to capitalize off of it. Like, you know, over the years you work jobs out here, we end up fucking shoveling and fucking snow blowing or plowing or some shit like that. And you kind of adapt to it. And it's really not that bad when you're working because your blood's pumping and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's really appealing to me just to layer up, right? Like, you know, I'll just fucking get down like four or five layers and just fucking live it, you know? Go cozy. I'm waking cozy, bro. I'm so cozy. You know, like, yeah, I got my fucking Sherpa line, sweatpants, bro. Fucking, that's just yeah. nice. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Warm with that nice warm, thick beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Oh, yeah, it's fucking, dude. it's definitely when you have the beard, too, because that shit starts accumulating and you get some more fucking goddamn fucking gargantuan shit, you know. Who's that, <laughs> who's that guy there in the, uh, the Empire Strike Back, that one time motherfucker that shows up at the beginning? What do you call that, dude? The guy that tries to kill, it's like a monster, some abominable son of a bitch or whatever. Uh, so that's what it's like, you know, because uh, you're just festering in the fucking frozen cold and shit like that. You right, know? dude. You got like creatures seeking refuge in your beard and shit. Yeah. There's um, fucking stink bugs. You know, I don't know if you know what the stink bugs are out there, but they usually come indoors like during fucking uh, November, October. And uh, they've been really bad this year. It's always like a weird thing, and they're getting your beard, and it's fucking weird, especially when you're sleeping and shit. It's fucking kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty trippy, like how you can just uh, you adapt. Like I remember moving to Sacramento for a while, and I remember the first day I moved there, it was one ten or something, and I was loading out my shit out of a U-Haul. It was one ten, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I made a mistake," <laughs> you know, like while I was moving that shit out. But the thing is, after about a year, I was like, "Whatever, it's one ten." Like fucking just put on some air conditioning, put air conditioning on. Like don't, oh, yeah. don't like think about it. Just, just don't touch metal in your car when you get in your car. <laughs> yeah, it can sucks. literally burn you. Or like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, just shit like that. You just kind of like I remember moving back to Santa Cruz where it's pretty temperate, just like sixty-five degrees year round, seventy degrees, sixty-five, and I was freezing when I moved back here. I was like. Every, I was like getting out of the shower, like, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? This is insane. Like, I'm so used to the fucking 100 degrees constantly that my body had to readapt back to being a pussy here in Santa Cruz. <laughs> Where it's, like, it's like the same always. Like, right now, it's like, it's 50 degrees right now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking cold. 50. <laughs> you got that ocean breeze too, bro. Fucking, know, like, it is. You know, a little mistiness yeah. and all that shit. That's nice. Yeah, it's, Fog, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, what we're like. Like mass, this path to like Cape Cod and shit. Like when my parents lived down by New Bedford, like it's always like a weird offset. It's like in the summer, it's like ten degrees cooler, but in the winter, it's like usually ten degrees warmer. Like I don't know, it's weird. But like yeah, it's brutal, man. Ocean, I, you know. Yeah, you're talking about that that place that you're in being built in like the 1700s, dude. Um, you ever opened up a wall in one of those places? What kind of insulation do they use in the 1700s? Fucking horsehair. Fucking my wife's like wicked allergic to it and shit. She got fucked up one year with like hives and all that shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. horsehair. Fucking like just yeah. like fucking glue or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what the fuck That's they were doing. But yeah, no, like uh, we bought this house. My wife grew up here and uh, 
it's it's an interesting design because it's from the 1700s. Some, some fucking jerk off Earl bought the thing like fucking. He's like, we got a grave in the backyard. This is the whole thing, and like fucking like, Shit, like humans are actually buried in your backyard, bro. <laughs> yeah, up on top of the hill, we got a whole gravestone and all this stuff. <laughs> kind of cool. The commission got involved and had to like refurbish the. It was like snapped in half, some big old limestone type looking thing. Oh, damn. Yeah, we cracked we cracked open the wall after her grandmother died, and there's this fucking beehive oven like right here. Like I, I can't really show you it, but like it's just another project for me. It's like because we're like renovating this fucking shit, and just the torch never stops. It's just oh yeah, dude, fuck. Like, it's never gonna stop. Once it's all done, then you got to do it all over again too. So, yeah, bro. Being a homeowner, nah, we, we did figured... like new electrical panels already. We just did a new heating system with propane heat. They got a new fucking septic system that just got fucking put in. So it's like I'm hitting it hard, like like real That's first up, second dude. year homeowner shit. Well, I got two daughters too, like under two. So it's been crazy lately, you know. It is kind of that's a wake up call for me too right now because I'm building right now on a piece of property and and just like just getting electrical because we're just kind of like we have kind of our main living area and like uh doing like a man cave on in a she shed just for like just offices kind of kind of like for our our work and shit just to have like our own spaces because it's kind of constricted in the trailer a little bit um just getting like electricity to that getting like all this shit to that and like it's like fucking i'm like oh shit like having to dig like a 150 foot trench that's a 18 inches deep and shit and i was like fucking these motherfuckers i'm not doing hard labor dude this shit is ridiculous i remember i even rented a trencher and i was like this is fuck and it's like clay i'm going through though so it's like really hard shit to cut through and Mm -hmm. after a weekend of that i was like dude i'll pay whatever money for people just to do this shit because it it just gets like you have more i have more respect i see people i look at parts of houses now i look at things i look how the plumbing's done I look at electrical now and I'm like, damn, that's fucking shredding how they do that. I'm like, I think that's oh, yeah. like super sick now. And Home Depot is like my favorite spot to go now. I'm like, <laughs> it's like you know, before I used to be like, what the fuck? I'm not going to, what do I need batteries from here or something? I don't know. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Well, that's the thing, but, bro. It's like fucking, I put a lot of, I put like years of like financial prosperity on hold in order to like pursue fucking like touring and shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, you pay for it one way or another. But like exactly. I, I totally feel you though, because you're building shit, bro. Like even now, like I got a home studio here, and like it's like the first time in years that I haven't actually been paying for a studio. So it's like a wicked fucking happy feeling for me. It's like everything oh. I want out. It's so convenient. It's right here. Fucking my tinnitus, you know, like it can play small now. So what do you mean? Like it's like dumb shit. Like I never thought of. Like oh, playing small and soft. Fuck. Like you know, like I don't know. How, how bad do you have tinnitus? Because I I've I have it really bad in one ear. I got a bad bro, and then I was taking. I did like fucking um, probably like close to like two fucking zips, of like fucking psilocybin over a couple months back mm-hmm. in nineteen or so, and I I stacked it up with like fucking lion's mane, like capsules, B twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I Joel, I'm stunned how much it helped me. It really, really fucking helped me. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, it was like it was... my, it was years of like seashells, bro. Like fucking, like yeah. you know, putting your head down on a pillow and it's just a fucking seashell. So were yeah, you yeah. Mi- what, were you micro dosing? Yeah, all? yeah, yeah. So yeah. how would okay. you t- talk about the regimen? Like, was it just a, a morning thing? Were you taking it throughout the day? Now I usually do it like towards the evening and shit like that every three yeah. days or something like that. that was back in two thousand nineteen. 
and, yeah. no and you have lasting effects from that with your tinnitus i think well yeah it's come back because like fucking like it's definitely come back like uh, like machinery like it never really fully goes away but it it fucking alleviated that shit bro do you think your brain maybe adapted faster with psilocybin because your brain learns how to adapt because i it's going like i'm pretty much deaf in my right ear and it's just ringing like like i got out of a slayer show when i was 15 next to the speaker constantly and it's just like me constantly but if i think about it it gets like like right now it's like super loud but it just your the first six months my it just took me my brain just going like all right that's just gonna be there so learn it and mm-hmm. not pay attention to it you know but at the beginning they're like if you need any help because i remember like going into the ear nose and throat doctor after i got diagnosed or whatever with it and they like they, they're like you either have a brain uh tumor or you have uh gnarly tinnitus and i was like oh shit so they would did like an mri on me and i know that was like yeah. I, and they're just like after they did the MRI, I'm like, okay, I thought it was just a blockage the whole time. I'm like, it's blocked, you know, like something's weird. And I got swine flu right before that, so I think it maybe has a correlation with that. But uh, I know I, I think that um, that my brain's just learned how to adapt, and I, I use it to my benefit a lot. Sleeping like something's loud, turnover. Like I, I I use it like I can use it to basically calm me now. Where it used to like they were like, dude, a lot of people like. They straight up told me like a lot of people commit suicide in the first six months when this starts happening because it's just like a constant, the worst. It's like chalkboard the rest of your life, you know. And but your brain's really amazing in how it, you know, you drink a lot of alcohol, you you don't get as drunk anymore. You smoke a lot of weed, you don't get a stone anymore. It's like it kind of adapts and it kind of calmed down the ringing, even though it's still when stress comes or something. I can only relate it to like your arm being asleep or your leg being asleep inside your head. And like it kind of just like magnifies, like gets louder and louder, but it feels like something's like asleep in like my ear, you know? Yeah, but, it's um, a weird nerve yeah, fucking weird. reaction. And they, the, the deal is, I guess the lines mean helps like regeneration. And like that's what the, they're really interested in that, particularly. Uh, I'll look into that. I'm definitely with, interested. Like Alzheimer's and shit. Lionsman.com, yeah. Paul Stamets, like that dude, like fucking like those are the capsules and that's a good alternative to the coffee by the way like the little grounds like i'll put them in like a fucking uh just a little thing like this um what do you call it lion's mane grounds it doesn't taste that bad mushrooms okay. is crazy right now bro i know like, i know and like they're everywhere and even like the lion's mane like i never heard of that shit and then like that's one of the tastiest fucking mushrooms i've ever had in my life it's like they the vegan joints use it for fucking like imitation lobster and crab and like seafood chowders and stuff like oh shit let's kill a little bit of butter oil salt fuck like that's awesome that's awesome yeah i mean that one documentary about mushrooms that came out like in 2020 2019 so i forget what it was called whatever uh something like that it was fantastic fungi yeah 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 and just learning on all how the slow pan shit yep. dude and how it like connects everything together it's like oh shit like this is way more powerful than we i mean people have been c- catching on to it for a while but like actually learning how it connects trees to talk to each other and all well, this crazy there, shit. the biggest organism on earth is um fungus colony that's beneath the surface of a certain area that just goes like a ridiculous yep. amount of distance that's what they were talking about i think that's what i was yeah yeah it's, like, it's like it's literally old. like a brain it's just like a huge brain or a, mu- a bunch of brains that just communicate with each other you know 
Yeah, it's... And the fact that it can like withstand the vacuums of space and all that shit. I like that panspermia idea of like fungus came from outer space. You know? Yeah, yeah. We, I wouldn't be surprised. Like spores came from outer space. So what they're saying about octopus too? Octopus, and... like, there's no origin of this thing anywhere except fucking who knows, like. It is Jesus. the coolest fucking sea creature on the planet, dude. That thing is amazing. Really predicting World out. Cup games, bro. Fucking like, <laughs> it's going crazy out there. That thing's a bookie. Fucking like that thing's a bookie. <laughs> yeah. It's like what are the pussy? Handicapping. Say? Yeah, I want to see that shit. Fucking <laughs> handicapping Red Wings games. Thing just shows up out of nowhere. Like, oh not to put uh Joseph on the spot, but you worked with maps and shit, didn't you, for a while? Like with some research yeah. and, and that stuff like that. So, I mean, do you have any kind of... What's that stand for again, Joe? It's like mitochondrial... What the fuck's that map Multiple stand di- disciplinary... <laughs> yeah. You work for him, so... <laughs> Multidisciplinary <laughs> Association for Psychedelic Studies. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the M the M word is really... They really just want wanted something to spell out maps and... Uh, yeah. Multidisciplinary is a tough first word to go with, but <laughs> everything else kind of kind of flows. Um, yeah. If you got rid of that and just apps it, you know, association for psychedelic studies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, that's that was over ten years ago that I was an intern there, which is kind of crazy to think on. And uh, they just submitted a new drug application, which is part of the drug development process for MDMA for PTSD. So they've still been riding that wave because that was their approach is they thought that was the easiest first drug but uh, other people other groups have been working hard on psilocybin for depression treatment to resistant depression and i think they're going to follow suit real fast um so that's being done in a few different schools and research associations all over the world so um yeah maps is kind of like the non-profit-y kind of like home home base of the research in, in Do you america think, uh... Do you think the MDMA will like probably be the first one fully? Ketamine's already there, right? <laughs> well, sort yeah, so, like, so yeah. um, so going through the FDA is like the map strategy, but other like like Oregon has like legalized just the therapy like on its own without like the FDA approval process. So technically, I think in parts of Oregon like Portland, you can legally get like psilocybin in, in therapeutic settings. Uh, but in terms of like a like FDA approved process that like anyone can train to become a, a facilitator of or whatever, uh, yeah, M- maps or MDMA is, is is just made a big historic move. So that's still kind of the the first mm-hmm. one to go through that that way. I can Sick, see that. Dude. Yeah, I just, I just like shrooms though. It's like <laughs> controlling your dosage and all that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like it's a little. It's, it's not, not like dangerous. It's just, it just sort of like mysterious. Like the sense, yeah, the like synthesized stuff is just sort of like yeah, synthetic, rather. You know, like totally. I'm sure it's I all mean, nice and you know, like legally specked out, so like nobody gets hurt or whatever. But like I don't know, hmm. I just think the the organic stuff's a little bit fucking cooler. You know? I do, I do, I am excited though for like the MDMA, you know, and what in combination with therapy for you know severely depressed or people with severe ptsd and and i love that those people are finding that they have a second chance at life after these treatments you know so that's totally 
a for me, it, for me. It, it trips me out with MDMA though. With like, I mean, so with mushrooms, I've noticed um, the day after I feel like almost better. Like almost like I feel like relieved or something. I feel warmer. Everything's great, and I feel like good. MDMA has just been like the nightmare. The next day, it's yeah. like all your dopamine's <laughs> gone. Like, and they're just yeah, like, dude, it's really sick. Like, I had a really good therapy session. Yet, yeah, what did you feel like the next day? That's my question. Like, did you need like a bunch of five HTP and shit to like to try to get back online? Because for me, it's just suck. It just like squeezes your serotonin out. Like, and you're just like, I would like, say that. So I would, I would hope that you know all that is worked into the therapy sessions because I guess it's like a. <clears throat> I think it's like a six week thing and every other week you're taking a, a dose of MDMA during the session. And so I'm sure that's gotta be worked in like, okay, yeah. tomorrow you're, you, you've just had this blowout experience, all your dopamine and serotonin and serotonin levels. So then you work with the therapist depleted. tomorrow. You're going to oh, feel interesting. Great. Don't worry about it. We'll talk yeah, through it and like work through it. Like when you're you know, feeling here, like that, maybe it might okay, even that have makes something sense. like, that makes more you know, sense the up to the, whatever, you know, not SSRI type thing, but like the serotonin, there's stuff that probably can boost that, you know, being made again faster. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Um, you could take just five HT, which is like the precursor to serotonin. There you um, go. You can like preload with that stuff. Yeah. There's out I, I was nerding out on that shit when I was like doing drugs back in the day. <laughs> I think it might have helped <laughs> a little bit. But uh yeah, um all so yeah, so there is an integration session and like the protocol. So you will like have like the good the good day and then like the bad day after the day after is like where you actually like talk through other shit, you know, that's like when you're not high and that can be like just as powerful. But mm -hmm. I'll say that, you know, MDMA was picked for this strategically politically for a lot of reasons but like all the people behind like the psychedelic science renaissance are all like we're getting acid like a they all want acid but that's the hardest politically so they're like start with psilocybin mdma finally we'll get like acid and that's like mm -hmm. the the fucking yeah i just wonder well, if like sick, dude. I, I would wonder if like uh people become like kind of i don't want to say rats or like hamsters where they're like oh i'll go through this to get high again there's probably a, a, a trial a process that they try and weed out those types of people because they want yeah. real information they don't want anybody murking the waters you know yeah that makes sense and those types of people are just in there wasting time trying to get you know blast off which i mean more power to them but maybe not in that go find it somewhere else dude yeah with josh, <laughs> josh so like you're taking psilocybin and stuff like how often are you blasting off or are you just only microdosing no i haven't touched that in like fucking four years bro oh okay gotcha close to like three so like that's the thing like i had lasting effects i still have them i've never been happier and mm -hmm. like you know that's the thing and it's weird for me to think about too because it's sort of like like the way i came up um like graduating like 2002 it was Same. like a really like Same. golden era of like drug use in a weird way it was particularly yep. the synthetic stuff i mean god like back then off medicine oh you could go <laughs> into the bathroom at school and get yes gxms and then like fucking um mdma 
LSD fucking shrooms is still around, but then there was like vitamins perks. Like oxys was like sort of oh, yeah. thing. And I never fucked with the oxys, fortunately. Um, but then there was coke too. It was plenty of coke, you know, and it's like <laughs> it ain't no fentanyl. Like I, I heard about the patches and all that shit back then for like people with you know what what have you. The um, fentanyl patches, <laughs> yeah, that's all I heard about before yeah. this. Crazy. Put them yeah. on your arm or your leg or some shit like like a uh, whatever the fuck. I'm not like a pill guy, really. That's the thing. It's like for me, especially when I start thinking about like MDMA, it sort of takes me to a place where I'm thinking about that era of drug use and like mm-hmm. it, it's always like a joint by like listening to like fucking Eminem and shit, like <laughs> the Eminem show. It's like that era of music, you know what I mean? It was like a real weird time where like <laughs> it's hard to like fucking get down to metal with like MDMA. Like I used to listen right. to a lot of like like I don't know if you guys are down with like the black metal shit, but like I used to listen to a lot of like Judas Iscariot particularly when I was rolling. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of them, like sigh. Yeah and like sigh a lot. Like fucking oh yeah. So it's sort of like it's weird like fucking nowadays like i don't necessarily think i would really enjoy the overall experience of like partaking mdma maybe if it was like about like you know some more visual side of thing considering like you know watching cinema but i watch like painful fucking movies that that have fun so it's like I don't even know that would, <laughs> that would that's help. interesting <laughs> you know? mix though like black metal and mdma it feels like that that that's like wouldn't be that's like not the commoners you know like move to listen to something kind of it's like for me, like when I'm back in the day when I was like taking a bunch of mushrooms, like I was like, eh, I don't really want to listen to like any loud drums or I was like kind of just wanted like mellowness. It was like a kind of like everything's echoey to me. So I couldn't really it was like a bunch of reverb installed in my brain. So it was like making everything kind of just sound just noisy. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't like the vibe right now. Like, you know, I've just got like that with that. But uh, it's interesting with the MDMA. I mean. I could see that you're just a calm and like a kind of a warm state and that kind of like is kind of like a background to a certain feeling too and they kind of just it's like having you know like applesauce with cottage cheese it like kind of works <laughs> you're like you're like what the fuck it's like tastes actually it was a kid i'm talking about kid shit jesus um but it's like a weird two flavors that don't work together normally that you try them and you're like oh fuck i thought you're going with works. applesauce on your latkes and this is like a hanukkah <laughs> shout out or something dude latkes are fucking yanni, bomb, yeah dude. i need my yanni dude <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah that's you know, so good the thing what is it's all about like the soundscape and texture of the music yeah like, that like particularly the judas iscariot stuff was like wicked dry like not a lot of low end the, mm-hmm. the drumming is fucking sick though that the, the dude there fucking the cryptic winter fucking Dwayne timlin fucking he was like in uh a bunch of bands that you know like incinerate and stuff like that like mm-hmm. fucking like he laid that shit down it's like i don't know there's a certain snap and pop to like how that stuff's just like executed that like just like right. it, it it builds that trance like quality that i think fucking like good black metal can kind of fucking really yeah like, compose mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. electronic I, music does for some people like. too a lot, a lot of electronic yeah. that gets that a lot of those people in that trance and yeah it's just kind of like a more metal version of that that makes sense that totally actually makes sense and that was like an era of like hot house music bro like a lot of like like a tiesto and all that fucking jerk off shit like it's just ugh, you know like it's, and, and it's sort of like that was the thing when the jersey shore shit started popping off it was like a, a recall of like that whole like culture that i thought was dead but like you know it was like you know it's like the air like that like late, late 90s stuff even the mid 90s was like big for like house music and stuff you know like euro house like train spot and being a big deal and you know that's like right that soundtrack is like a whole fucking factor and shit like that 
definitely. But Dude, yeah. speaking of '90s shit, that I learned, I don't, I, I hope this is true because this is crazy. But the movie Idiocracy, you guys remember that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Judge. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So there was a. <laughs> the story goes that it was an up and coming shoe company that they wanted to work with that were making like futuristic looking shoes because it's supposed to be a dystopian future, right? But he want they wanted them to look stupid just like the people that were wearing them and it ended up being crocs dude and now we're all wearing crocs <laughs> and funny. it started for, they started getting popular from that that movie idiocracy holy shit i didn't know that crazy? They're just like whatever, dude. We'll we'll lean into this, dude. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> People are dressing like fucking assholes nowadays, thinking that's what the eighties were like and shit. You know, it's sort of like I don't know. You're just talking yeah. about things like popping off because of movies or or something like you said. Train spotting was the thing that brought that music up to the surface again. Well, yeah. fucking stupid looking shoes can also be still looking shoes. Jenko's gonna be today, back dude. soon. Like, yeah, Jenko's the strongest yeah. they've ever been. Jango's in like back. five years. They're back. Five years. Oh yeah, my fourteen-year-old nephews are like new metal, new yeah, neo new metal. Out, dude, it's crazy. Jenko, Chain Wallace, fucking short, short hair with like color and like weird color patches. And uh, shit. So I never did, but how, it just doesn't matter. I'll just let's get a poll. So, how many people here had a pair of Doc Martens at some point? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you it's did. Punk rock growing did. up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I never did. I never guy. did. I you just look wacky and I, I look wacky and dudes. Paradox, because aren't just socks kind of expensive? You got one out of five. Yeah, I definitely had a pair. I, I was a fucking skinhead in fucking high school. Fucking listen to all the fucking <laughs> punk rock and fucking you know shit like that. Fucking. I used to wear yeah. lugs. Lugs. <laughs> the fucking the look, it's not like Uggs, are they? The what the hell's the difference? Fucking. No, I was just they were they were like uh, more. Uh, Urban styled boots. Oh shit! Guy, like, no. They'd be uh, <laughs> I don't know. They what got they the were. tag on them and all that. Fucking... They had the funky looking soles on them, and and yeah, they had like weird something. I, Maddie I, McFly Mr. Rags. Jr. I don't know. Did you guys ever have Mr. Rags out where you were at? That's where you would get your Jinkos. That's where you would get your lugs. Okay. Like, oh, uh, like a like my one stop shop of getting all my weird clothes, dude. You know what's what I've noticed is a lot of uh just in my years in metal, especially in this West Coast area, most a lot of women had Doc Martens. Not saying that they were a women's thing, but like around here, it's like they're like they're like, Whatever, dude, I'm metal. I got Doc Martens. It's like it's kind of like kind of like they're they're like steel toe Doc Martens. What, dude? I'm oh, you're saying the what metal are you chicks about? that you knew? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them like would have Doc Martin. They wouldn't like wear, you know, like vans like i would or something like that they just have like gnarly yeah, boots I think on that those you know? that type of boot would still work into like the the leather leather chick my fiance's got took two or know? three pairs of doc martens oh, like yeah. Yeah. You know? up, yeah i'm shocked you guys never had them. like well it's like, fucking warm out here we don't need uh, fucking... just kidding. <laughs> there's still people wear that no i had around i had some boots from a thrift store they're cool with that i never had doc martens no. like legit doc martens motorcycle yeah. boots things like that but not no i never got you guys oh, like have martens. actual shit to tr like go through and stuff we're like oh these will look nice <laughs> i wouldn't wear fucking doc martens in the fucking uh snow though and shit like that like yeah you guys like probably a, have more like, like a heavy duty boot, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like you could work with that shit like, that was the thing you fucking 
you know, old shop skinheads and shit like I was doing. It's like you would just wear the boots and stuff and tuck that shit in with sure. shop. Yeah, 90s was weird. You had fucking ska yeah. and all sorts of fucked up music. Fucking. Were you, were you, you, you said you were you sharp skinhead? Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the people that aren't listening or that don't yeah, hear skinheads against <laughs> radical prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like the left of the Nazi skinheads because <laughs> you hear skinheads because they had blue blue laces and the other skinheads had red right yeah i don't know something yeah, like that or straight laced or something yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing it's exhausting this is why i don't do that shit no more it's like what the fuck is this dress code shit like what the yeah. fuck like i'm going i just gotta go put on your store, costume you know, like, put on your costume yeah. and go to work no the car that's the thing it's just all these people these days with these these you know ensembles it's just like i don't know mm-hmm. like fucking it's a little too much for me. I, and I get it. When you're young, you're impressionable and you want to just fit in. The 90s is weird because it wasn't as the digital network wasn't nearly the same as what it was. But, you know, yeah. I grew, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is the thing. I grew up in this area where, like, it, it sounds silly, but it's like I was around this area when, like, you know, fucking like Dropkick Murphys became this huge fucking band. Right. You know, like fucking Blood for Blood, you know, mm-hmm. the trouble and fucking like all these, you know, the Ducky Boys, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. These are like really big bands to me. And like, you know, it, it was a glorious time to be fucking 13 years old because yeah. essentially fucking you could, you know, see all these bands that you listen to on college radio. Fucking it was a great time for dubbing shit off of college radio. Mm-hmm. And, um, but eventually, like I said, it's like, the politics, um, the expectations set by the impression of fucking wearing the right fucking you know, laces or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't even know how to tie that shit down. It's like <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? Like fucking. Yeah. And then like, you know, you got to get the right fucking Fred Perry. It's like, dude, this is exhausting. And I don't know. <laughs> Plus all the riffs were like taken by that point. All that punk stuff's like all the riffs are gone. Like fucking like mm-hmm. there's only yeah, so it's much. Like, what else really are we doing? Do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make the lyrics a little find... bit more edgy or something. Like I don't know what else to do from there. It's like still gonna be the well, same riffs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You got hardcore out here too. That just is like fucking evil or shit. You know. It's just... Yeah. Was there was there any like sharp skinhead bands that got close to metal too? Is there like metal from battle runes? Battle runes. Yeah, they're cool. It's like this fucking like street punk band uh my buddy brandon fucking he sings in this band pagan alta i don't know if you got it's like a traditional heavy metal he does another band uh suma lands good heavy metal stuff and uh yeah there was like hardcore kids that's the thing there's just a lot of hardcore kids making metal now and it's a beautiful yeah. thing in my opinion like you know like i, I was fortunate to chat uh tour with fucking power trip a couple of years ago and like oh nice they're like in that camp you know like that's totally like a new wave like a band like fuming mouth like another like a local band like that is like always they've been a hardcore band but they've really fucking always been a death metal band you know mm-hmm. even like another band around here like high commands like fucking they're a hardcore band, but they're fucking the most ripping fucking like thrash band fucking probably in, in the world right now, in my opinion. They're fucking wicked tight, wicked sick. And it's it's not like fucking weak shit about fucking pizza or fucking skateboard. You know, it's like it's fucking, you know, <laughs> mythology of fucking some mysterious land. I don't know. I mean, I don't really play attention to that stuff, but you know what I you know what I'm saying. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. I don't the, the punk stuff a little gets more a little whiny. You can tell there's more thought involved than it was not really Friday much. What else? Party. You have to go somewhere a little different. You can't just like cue the same shit over and over and over again. You know. Well, what do you want to do? You want to wake up and live the same life every day? And it's like, come on, like let, yeah. let's mix it up. Let's go off the fucking. Give me a Narnia. 
All right, like that's why you bring on the fucking blind guy in every once in a while in life. You got to go a little nagging, you know what I mean? Like fucking like just mix things up. And I don't even like the the lion, the witch. I don't like that shit. It's stupid. I think it's losing. But I, I dig it. Like you know, like fucking like you know, Star Wars, I read the, all that I read the bullshit. Book a couple of times. Yeah, there's like five of them, bro, aren't there? There's seven in that series. C.S. <laughs> Lewis. So that's why, we, that's why we call him the professor. You know, yeah. Well, you know that movie with Anthony Hopkins where he played him, and you like fucking. Do you know the name of that movie? I, I just know that they made Lion Witch Wardrobe and they made The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and I watched that in New York City with my dad. That's as far as I know about that series. uh, And cinema up up there. No, that's why I remember it is because I was vacationing and we were like, we got to see a movie out here. Or we wanted to, and that was it. And it wasn't that good. But reading those books is probably as close to being a Christian as I ever got. I was like, yeah, I could see yeah. it, you know? Oh, is it got <laughs> the undertones? Lewis is is a Christian. He intended those books to be like, you know, kind of like cool, like update, you know, mythology. It is like, okay, this is sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I, I read it when I was 12. I haven't thought about it in 20 years. I just like... <laughs> happened to remember there were seven of them you know that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's liberating as fuck though just to like disconnect with a little power metal though because yeah. mm-hmm. especially with the 90s shit and that awful artwork on that digital fucking it's just i just get down <laughs> on that like i'm like yes like this is like distinctly like fucking uniquely fucking based and like kind of being bad but like it's so genuine like it's always pure to me and like you know Mm-hmm. Bands like Labyrinth and stuff like that. Like, fucking, yeah. like, I don't know. I just get down on that stuff. Yeah, I remember that, like touring with you, like your abundance of genres that you listen to in metal. Like it was all over the place. It would you'd be like, I would think, you know, when I saw you were on t- tour with us in Naraxis, and I was oh, yeah. like, Oh, they're just tech heads or something. And you were like, nah, dude, check out this shit, check out this. You I remember going to your house at the time and you had that that CD collection that's probably behind you right now. Yeah, I was like showing me so him. much shit. Like I was like, this guy is like a student of the metal, dude. Like, let's just, let's just back up a second. So, when was that tour? Let's try to remember, like when it I was. Think it was 2007 or 2008. The lineup was it Faceless? It was the Planetary Duality. That's fucking, right. Uh, that was their. I actually listened to that. I was blowing leaves this afternoon when I popped that on because I was like, yeah. I'm gonna listen to that album, like you know. It just it took me back because I think they played that like pretty much the whole fucking album live. Like. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's awesome. what they released it on the road. I remember we started. Yeah, I remember we started in uh, San Diego at what's the not the Gil- I forget what it's called the uh, something. No, we started in Anaheim, bro. Anaheim like board. It wasn't the boardwalk in San. Yeah, hey, what's it called? Um, Joseph Chain reaction. Chain reaction and yeah yeah and i remember because you played there kind of recently right joseph or something or i have i've been there a bunch i haven't actually played it yet i've been okay i've been given offers to play it haven't settled i just remember like that's where the tour started it was vale maya was on the tour too i remember like all hanging out with them and we're all in the like trailer faceless trailer and i remember just talking to keen and he was like i just got the master sent in like it's getting like or something like that or just got something done with it and it's finally coming out or something like that and he's like he was so stressed on it and just like fuck, I don't know, it's gonna suck. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, I was like, dude, that shit's people, kids talk about that to this day. It was like one of their like influential albums, you know, of what what they were doing at the time. But yeah, that was cool to see them 
um like in the midst of that you know because that's kind of like their their we legendary played, we, we played at selma main stage didn't we that tour uh, that was another san one, diego that was, that was uh, we didn't make that I, I know we didn't play that san diego oh, okay. yeah oh, i think it was summer slaughter are you talking about summer slaughter maybe oh, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. probably the fact though yeah, I don't know. So many shows there. I mean, but yeah, no, that was. Uh, I still actually to to bring up. You know, so we're Lewis. from. We're like you know Californians and stuff, and 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 running into you and stuff, and hearing uh, your your literally your dialect of the, yeah. your mass dialect. I still use it to this day, dude. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> I still, my, I still remember. I still remember one thing. I always talk about Josh. Jo- I mean Josh. I always say J A W S H. And I would be like, uh, I'm like, how you, every day at every show we'd show up. I'm like, how you doing? I'm like, good, and you? You'd start with oh, that. Yeah, good and and then, uh, and I remember being in uh, Worcester and you were like, let's go to the stop and shop. And I was like, yeah. oh, what's oh, the stop and shop? What's the, what's the, what are they chopping? I don't understand what they're chopping. You're like, no, no, it's a stop and shop. And I was like, what's oh, funny is like, shop. Yeah. Okay. What's funny is that the, the metal baron was the down the street from the Palladium's called Ralph's. Oh, okay. Like, you know, it's a trade over there. I think you were yeah. kind of the one, maybe that, uh, maybe before, but I remember just you were like kind of a local in Worcester, and we just like always heard, you know, don't call it Worcestershire or whatever the fuck people, you know, oh, how yeah. pronounced or whatever. You're like, don't do that. There's these guys over here that like don't like that, and you're like, give me like the rundown of the whole neighborhood <laughs> and shit of that that parking lot. I've had some great times in that parking lot. Oh place. yeah, dude, they've been having metal fest there now. Like they actually awesome. shut that whole packing lot down, and like they're trying to revitalize the whole fucking situation because that whole block has changed so drastically. When the, like the first, the earliest metal and hardcore fests were happening over there, there wasn't even a courthouse across the fucking street, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go there and they've got the hibachis out with pregame and, you know, and we're yeah. like, you know, 17 you know years down, old. <laughs> you guys know yeah, how to get down. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually they built the courthouse. So then we went across the street and there was, as we call it, that's the heavy metal packing lot. It's like a two story with two level thing or whatever. We had the best parties over there. It, like real mm-hmm. good fucking like awesome, like just rendezvous, fucking pre-game with dudes who was on tour fucking cooking up food for guys on tour and shit like that that's awesome dude and you know eventually that got shut down it's like there's no left like the whole idea of like tailgating now is like gone evidently yeah. like it's particularly like in these like urban areas and shit you know like it's Definitely. just yeah, and, Only and that's if all homeless, we have. If you're, you know? if you're homeless, you could tailgate, but all that's right. Yeah. You all got homeless though. We don't got. You can't be homeless right now outside in, in this neighborhood. Oh, you know that the like, weather doesn't permit. No, no. You're gonna, like an owl's gonna eat you or some shit. Fucking like <laughs> the fuck out of here. Like y'all got that nice climate. That's like that's the problem. That's why walking get like twenty feet tall. They don't matter. They even fucking dig a hole underneath that thing. And come over there. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, so it's different. Yeah. Nobody gets it. It's like people talk about building a wall. We're like, oh, Canada? What the fuck? Like, no, nah, you know, <laughs> nobody's never been to San Diego and they don't understand TJ and nothing like that. It's it's a different world what you guys have, you know? Yeah, we're like, damn, it's, it's 60. God. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. um, crazy, man. I, I looked fucking it up. Sunsets, fucking terminal sunsets over the ocean. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah, they've been and, nice. uh, um, it was a. Uh, fall 2008 that you guys were on tour and uh it did start at chain reaction and it did end in at soma in san diego oh jesus i forgot that november 22nd yeah damn and uh you guys played a bunch of venues that i've 
played this year, which is cool. This, that means that those venues um, are still around over a decade later. That's cool. Yeah. Where we played, like what was that? What was the second Arizona show? It was a flag, a Tucson, a fucking Phoenix, Arizona. It was at the sets. Sets. Yeah. I thought there was another spot though that we played. Was it Metal Devastation or something? Or was that like some like Nile room, ballroom, pyramid place or something like that? I thought we played two shows in Arizona, like one on the way there back. Yeah. Tucson, you played The Rock on the way back. Tucson, that's, that's what I'm saying. The Rock. I remember playing Phoenix, bro. And that was the first time I ever saw a metal detector to walk onto the floor because so many people were packing heat. It was just sort of like, which is weird to me because I'm like used to people spin kicking and shit. I'm like, wow, some <laughs> firearms going to discharge in here. <laughs> Toe's gonna hit somebody else's trigger and shit's gonna go down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just that's wild to me. That's wild west shit. I'm like fucking tombstone now all of a sudden, but fucking (laughs) I don't know. That's Arizona though. They don't seem. I don't think Arizona's as cool as California. I don't know about you guys. I I I, Tempe Mesa area is kind of cool. You know, there's good food and good party spots, but I haven't experienced Arizona for real, so I can't really give an honest not a huge fan I mean, california's sick dude <laughs> california's, california's, like, so california's like i mean as far as like your east coast like that's like fucking five states you know it's like it's california's like it should be probably like split up to kind of like make it more understandable because there's just different sections that are completely different areas you know they're like to call california sick it's like it's like, what, do you like the farmland and the meth in Fresno? Or do you like the beaches? Or do you like, you know, it's like, it's like, there's yeah, so many things, you know, it's like is, not. Yeah, it is for sure. Like you, you could drive six hours and see, feel like you've been in four different types of states. You know, we're literally so having definitely. a conversation about California right now. <laughs> my cat just farted. Like, like, yeah. I'm ruining my life right now. Yeah, but it's like fucking Pennsylvania to like florida like yeah yeah. Like, yeah it's too Definitely. much state it's the fifth largest that would be crazy. i've talked about that with some buddies man I'm like well we had 60 states we broke california up down like five or six ways we had fucking puerto rico dc yeah, Long yeah. island fucking you know like it, it, yeah i mean you can maybe i don't know if texas would do that but you know you could get to 60 i bet if people really wanted to or even just 55 that's a better number you get, yeah yeah you gotta redesign the flag though that's the issue boys again yeah just a couple yeah. more stars, not big. A couple more stars. You get another star. It's, it's like a, it's a ten. It makes it, you know, even on the symmetrical. flag. Symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, symmetrical. Beautiful. Like, I don't know. Probably have like a yeah. I don't know. Like a coyote on ours. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's the one state you hate fucking driving through? Uh, I mean. Uh, oh yeah yeah oh. yeah i'm thinking the wrong place. Oh, wyoming, I think wyoming. wyoming wyoming's beautiful stuff. Well, we got I mean, it is, but the eight even oh, stuck there in the winter not talking any like, shit on wyoming. that was a, that was a story the weather dude yeah the weather sorry, dude. Warm. yeah the I, I, I don't mean to down, talk dude. over you but that was a deal with y'all like you had a situation in wyoming where you got stranded yeah. out there like the donna <laughs> yeah, patty dude. or some shit fucking like, yeah. it was like no. Pretty. i almost <laughs> ate joel dude for sure really <laughs> a lot of joel there to eat bro yeah, <laughs> yeah it's getting more and more it's expanding it like but uh <laughs> well you guys were in a truck the the uh we were in a truck too yeah, yeah, really. Really. Oh, 50, like a late 90s, early 2000s F-150. 
yeah. and it just so happened with a cab was, on it and just in just sleeping bags in the back and we'd have to wrap up we actually later that tour we actually did go up the donner pass in that oh yeah, 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 yeah heater core went out that's what i remember is the heater yeah, in idaho out. and yeah like yeah. just in like one of the worst winters the truck, had. it was probably yeah. like an eight to ten hour job to do that heater core like, you guys were just stuck in the winter February I just the money I think was the problem. Death metal year. band touring through the winter with like a two thousand dollar rookie rookie death metal bad. band. We've only been on one tour, like in, like a one like U.S. tour, and we're now Black Dahlia's taking us out, and we're like, fuck, we got to make sure that we got to kick ass, you know? Like it's on their nocturnal tour, like it's like you know their biggest or album. I would you know, um, but we were just basically like, okay, let's do it. We'll fucking we got a truck. We got sleeping bags. We'll just have to make cocoons in the back and have, you know, driver, um, passenger, co pilot, and then like someone on the little bench seat that like could barely hold half my body. And then two people in the back and just like, just like sit there and just be like after shows and just like all sweaty and like wrap yourself up in a fucking bag and just like it had a camper shell on though, right? Camper shell. Yeah. Which, just stop the wind. I remember, <laughs> I remember waking up like in like one morning so cold and I had to like go walk inside like a 7-Eleven nearby and just stand in there like at four in the morning just to get warm. Because <laughs> the fucking van was so fucking cold. Or the truck or the fuck it was. But when we got stranded in Wyoming, that's the story. It's like we went to, the, you know, uh, you've probably seen it. Uh, Little America. It's like a truck stop in Wyoming on the 80. And like um, there was literally... 200 truckers there like just all parked outside and they're like shit's closed it's fucking gnarly out there like it's closed and we're like all right so we stayed there for like a day and a half or something and they're like dude it's opening at eight in the morning it's all that's like whispers around little america that like we're like sleeping on the cafe you know like benches and shit and like we're sleeping in a cafe and uh so we get in the truck we're all excited and then like everyone finds out so it's like every so a traffic jam trying to get in and then it mm-hmm. opens and we're like oh we're going we're going and then um, and then we're going for about 20 minutes and it stops. And then an hour goes by, two hours go by. And then, and I remember my feet were wet Our heat. We didn't have a heater. It was like fucking like 20, maybe 15 degrees outside, something like that. And, um, and some guy just comes to our window and be like, you guys might be here for like seven days. He, he was like a trooper guy. <laughs> you guys might be here for like seven <laughs> days. That's what he dude. said. He what was a like, crazy number to just come out of nowhere. With and it was more like days. 18 hours. or No, it was more like 11 hours or something. We were there, like stuck in the same place. And then That's it opened funny. up. And then I, I saw like why they opened or didn't want to open it up because it was like a hellscape. Getting through that, yeah, shit. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's like storming out of there like the heat yeah. late, and you're stuck. It was, okay. uh, <laughs> man, it was terrible. We're like, damn, people have to drive through this. Like, <laughs> I know it's like they probably should have kept this closed. <laughs> like, wow, it <laughs> should just like close off this part of the country. Just be like, no, you can't. And then you get into fucking Utah, and they take care of their fucking roads, and you're uh, like, oh, yeah. this is what you're well, supposed to do. salt your goddamn roads. Like, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you're in Utah, and it's like, oh, it's not that. It's all fine. Yeah, there's like no ice in the roads, just completely clear and shit. And yeah, that was a uh, that was an experience for sure. Uh, what, what about you, Josh? What's your first, what's your least favorite state to to go through? Arkansas sucks. Fucking oh I yeah, that place. Fucking Me like too. construction's awful and it's mm-hmm. just hot and miserable. And and the roads suck too. Like they're just like 
they get that slab shit, lumpy you know, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's no there's no action in fucking Arkansas. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> going through it, you know, like you never nobody's talking about hyping up Little Rock, unfortunately, you know, like <laughs> no. uh, you know. But that's been kind of one of the more interesting things though after the pandemic. I noticed is that there's a lot of spots down south that have been opening up, kind of playing shit, like fucking, you mm-hmm. know, like Mississippi's and, and Alabama. Um, I know I think that being terminal nations from Little Rock and you know, they're building something. That's the thing. People gotta build, you know, their own scenes and shit and aim yep. for all the sky. But you know, I don't know. There's been some heavy drives though. It's like, you know. With such, I mean, talking about snow. I remember one time with Sexcrement, I drove the fucking ye old fucking Ford Taurus, fucking from Boston all the way out to fucking Detroit, and we Jesus. went through like a blizzard, and then we got caught in another blizzard on the way back. We played Oswego, fucking New York, which is like right off of uh, Lake Ontario, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we got stuck in another one. It was like by the time I got back home, it was like it was, the worst was like it snowed so much that when I dropped all the guys back. All I want to do is go to bed and like there was like at least like fucking a foot and a half like snow in my driveway. So I had to shovel out my fucking driveway <laughs> oh, before I could even God. go back to bed. Like fucking Jesus. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's, it's gnarly. But with Naraxis, we had a fucking like you talk about pickup trucks, bro. Like when we did the Summer Slaughter Canada tour, the on our way of the first gig in, in Quebec City, we blew like a fuel pump in the diesel. And um couldn't get one so we we and they, the band rented a malibu a chevy fucking malibu <laughs> and we did the whole trans canadian fucking tour it what was crazy was that we took like two or three different cars to get to quebec and then like we did the, the opera house in toronto mm-hmm. but then we had to screw back to fucking montreal to get the rental and then from Montreal, we went fucking due north like eight or nine hours and then we went fucking west and that was the most i've i've been to south america bro i've done like two or three weeks in fucking peru and ecuador seen europe and shit canada's the hottest fucking place i think i've ever toured and it's just one lane east yeah west yeah you got massive semis that are fucking pissing all over the place you got fuck and the the wildlife is what really fucking does you in out there like Mm -hmm. I hit a fucking 12 point fucking buck in like Manitoba or some shit. Like, like, middle of the night, listen to King Diamond, have a grand old time, and then fucking some fucking stags in front of me, fucking like glaring at me, and I fucking take the thing out. Lost the headlight, which only like encourages more deer to come out after. You only have one headlight, you get way more yeah. of them, and it's like the fucking trees have Jesus. eyes type shit. Like, fucking, oh yeah. Yeah. And we Damn. did that all in a fucking Malibu, and like, I just said, bitch, fucking, you know, like, I fucked up my sciatic nerve. It still bothers me to this day. It's fucking 15 years ago. It's like, you know, like, it was so bad. I thought I wasn't going to be able to walk again in, like, the middle of the tour. Like, I'm like, fuck, you know, the headbang. I play on my back, you know. I'm not like Derek Ingram, but it's like, shit, like, I'm, I'm getting getting down here, you know? Like, fucking <laughs> sciatic will fucking kill you, bro, fucking over years. It's oh, just, dude, I know. Yeah, I'm starting to get shit like that shooting that, fans. Uh, I've seen killed was Joel killing a seagull. That was the gnarliest on tour. How'd you do that, Joel? It just flew ahead. It just flew in front of us. It was. I was getting on the freeway. Pilot? What? No, no, I know. No, you still murdered it though. Was it a seagull? I forget what kind of bird it was, but just like we were all, me and uh, Anthony were just in the front, and just like fucking five in the morning, and we had partied and shit, and we're just like, all right, well, to make the next show, we have to fucking leave now, and everyone was passed out. 
I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take over driving. And we just getting on the freeway. All right, let's get this going. And just like, boom, just like a it's it was in the grill when we pulled up to the venue. It was just all like, like in the grill. <laughs> oh, You're in a league with Fabio, bro. Well, it, was, Fabio. it was on the ground. Oh, I don't know why God. it was on the ground. Probably eating whatever was on the ground, but and it took off. You didn't feed late. it Pepto Bismo. It just fucking <laughs> zipped in there. Fucking... Took off, and we were just like, oh no! Oh my god! Feathers in the rearview mirror. Dude, that fucking Fabio reference is huge. Dude, that's, I show that to people every now and oh, then. That fucking that, the... that roller coaster shit. Oh man, what are the odds oh, that yeah, Adonis dude. of a man gets struck? Face, right? Fucking <laughs> got, and it's a goose too, brother. It ain't like it's a little <laughs> yeah, no, sparrow it or some huge. shit. It's a fucking right goose, like yeah, fucking like pound, sixteen pound fucking yeah. bird. It's a significant bird. The, like that bird <laughs> flying up to goddamn fucking Vancouver, fucking every winter, fucking. And here we, you know. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, oh, it's only a minute long. I gotta show you the fuck how it starts out. He's like, he's like in a king's fucking robe when it starts off. <laughs> he's fucking the happiest guy ever. He's so thrilled to be here, to be honored. He's like, he's he's all up. I just have it on me. He's all, oh, yes, this is gonna uh, be a great big story. Coaster. This, yeah, that was an inside yeah. edition when this happens. Fucking, they were like, oh, god, look at that. He's like, here we go. Let's have a nice little time. He didn't get much work after that, too. Like, like I don't know, kind of like a career killer, you know. Like, get a fucking know, like, this is a publicity thing. He's doing, he's like, I, I gotta be you make it bigger, Joel. Yeah, I gotta move it to another screen. Oh, that's okay. And of there all people, can you see it? Oh, no, yep, yep, yep. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, look at the carnage. Look at that. Oh, oh God. shit. You don't remember that? <laughs> no, uh, I vaguely do. What it's happened? Just a, goose, a goose nailed him, dude. He got nailed by a goose that was flying through. Fabio <laughs> got goosed, dude. Oh, uh, no. It's like Poetan just cracked him, dude. It's like the pitch. <laughs> you know, he's talking about like on fucking Today Show or something. It's like, oh, I got goosed, dude. dude. so dude. funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And the oh, fucking nose man. too, you know, like guys built everywhere else. But, <laughs> you know, I think like, I just sent a video crazy. that's similar to this to Joel, but it was uh, an elephant shitting, and as it was shitting, a oh. motion of birds like flying, flying under, hit by a oh. pile of elephant shit, and then it disappeared. <laughs> it's, it's left in the pile, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like the most embarrassing way to die. Probably, it's not the worst, but I think it's the most embarrassing. Like you're just that's like, I'm with, fly. you know, it's yeah, you're like you fall into the to the septic tank or some shit. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, you know, like they're probably. I know where, where you got humans that do something like that, then you get then you got all your friends talking about it. That's like that that one bird's like doesn't have any friends talking about it. Probably, you know, it's like we have that on video, but like if your buddy drop like falls in a septic tank and and drowns and shit, then they're like. Oh, what a shitty way to go! <laughs> like, yeah, in like, reality, dude, I'd much rather fall into some elephant shit than any human shit, dude. Human shit's got to be the gnarliest, some of the gnarliest shit on the planet, dude. Oh, dude, Randy Johnson. He's a McDonald's, metalhead too. McGriddles just fucking processed and shit back out, dude. You remember that Randy Johnson thing? Uh, he goes to like I brought that bird, up earlier, yeah. yeah, 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 to Danny's shows shit, and stuff. Like, it's just like I was like, um, what are the odds, dude? <laughs> Astronomical. It'll never happen again. You yeah. know. No. Yeah, I know. Like that's happened in some. It's definitely happened in like other, I thought it happened with football and a kick maybe. Oh, like a, oh yeah, pigeons. Yeah, yeah. 
There's yeah. been like a cat on the field in football. There's been some weird shit. Uh, soccer, when you get into soccer, there's been some weirder shit. Like just like running on the field or like, you know, it's like soccer's a whole nother level. I just got into soccer about a year ago. And man, it's a that's a trippy international sport. That's like what are you watching many... for a league, Joel? EPL or whatever? And I'm just watching. I mean, I watch like Premier League, Champions League, uh, La Liga, and uh, uh, Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah, you got the ESPN packed. Yeah, yeah, I'm new. <laughs> well, my my fiance is like a, a sick soccer player. I mean, she's oh, really? like she plays in all the local leagues around town and stuff. And I get to see her play a bunch. And she's the one. I'm like actually understanding. I used to make fun of it all the time. I'd be like fucking, fucking like watching nah, paint cool. dry, fucking nah, cool. all this shit. And the first game we went to go see like a professional game, it was zero to zero. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, God, but I was stoked because like I understood the fucking game. So I was like. That was sick defense that happened on both sides. They were like, it wasn't like some bullshit boring game. It was like, if you understand the game, it's like, all right, that the was zero sick. zero game makes you pay attention to like the goalie a bunch. It makes you pay attention to a defense. Bunch of she's defense. Osa's defense. So she's like explaining me defense stuff. And I'm like, I'm all watching defense a bunch. So I'm like, and it's not just like the hot shot golden leg goal scorers for me. I'm watching like all the, all the stuff, like the more like down and gritty stuff. So that's what, kind of that was kind of like the perfect introduction for me because i'm just like oh yeah Messi's sick you know if i were to do that then that like, i kind of have to reverse engineer and like revert, learn the whole game in a different way you know oh yeah dude like fucking i watched the cope like the gold cup stuff where it's like champion mm-hmm. americas and all every country has like, a different way of playing soccer down there yeah it's a trip. It was, like I, I think it was like paraguay like in for like paraguay's field sucks so much that they can't pass the fucking ball <laughs> yeah just so rolling they, pebbles no, but they do head passes everywhere. Like fucking everybody in Paraguay fucking heading the ball everywhere and shit like that. And it's like their whole like identity is like based off of fucking adaptation to like what they're training with and shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's weird. You know, it's I don't know. Sports is like fascinating to me because like you, you can kind of like totally figure out like well, totally, but you can really understand a lot of the world's problems and origins and shit like that by just kind of understanding like a couple of sports. Like, I mean, even with like MMA in particularly, like look at a country like Dagestan that most people it's can't murdering. tell you where. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows who the fuck this is. Yeah, these guys—they're not exactly like Olympic fucking guys there with fucking you know badminton or nothing like this. The fact is, is that they don't have like resources and. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the really only resource you need for a sport like record warming wrestling is fucking a mat. And it's like, ain't no right. equipment other than that. And then these guys just evolved to be killers, you know? Yeah, Same yeah. shit with like Iran, even. It's like Iran ain't fucking got much facilities and stuff like this. But, you know, they got a fucking room and a mat and they fucking kill each other fucking wrestling. And it's like, exactly. I don't know. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, that's it, been in us for thousands of years, dude. I think literally the whole invention of, competition like healthy competition is to you know mitigate the urge to have unhealthy competition with war and and battle and shit like that so yeah when everything's chill this is our way of still competing with each other you know there's nothing better than nothing's ever really chill but you know what i'm saying like if we didn't have sports we would just literally be sword fighting in the streets still all the time you know oh yeah it's a certain evolution of fucking you know 
competing and stuff. Yeah, yeah competition by me, by virtue of fucking, you know, whatever fucking organized fucking activity there is. But, you know. Just to be like, I won, but you're alive, so it's okay. <laughs> like, it's like in us, literally in our DNA to try and be the best human. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can ever be the best human, but they got to some somehow in us to find something and then try and be the best at it so we could look back at the people that aren't as good at us to be like what up dude where you at you know that's literally all we're doing (laughs) but i think that it's even that shit even translates with fucking like i seen and shit like 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 cali and shit like that like new england's fucking mad competitive when it comes down to fucking gigging and shit like that you're gonna be fucking Mm -hmm. somebody you gotta be fucking you know, you gotta be drawing the right people. Fucking, you know, you gotta have a killer band to begin with. You gotta, you know, there, there's an act to fucking getting a few hundred people to show up and say, I like this guy. I want to support him, you know? And the fact is, is mad competitive. It's wicked dense population just all up and down the East Coast. You guys got a mm-hmm. whole fucking empire of fucking terrain out there that fucking. Right. I know. was actually gonna, <laughs> since you brought that up, I was gonna say, what was it like for you coming up? Because we had, you know, when it, we were just talking about competition, we had the healthy competition with all yeah. the homies bands. Like we were all trying to gig and get shows and stuff, but we were also, you know, even though we were gigging and helping each other out, we kind of had that sense of like, we got to keep up at least, you know, and, and yeah, make yeah, yeah. A, a statement while we're doing it. Well, like what I think, uh, well, shit got really. It's weird. Just beat the it's shit. A... It's East Coast. They just beat the shit out of each other and whoever won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true too. I mean, that's kind of yeah, like how yeah. that works. Like, um, yeah. it's weird because you got to look at. It. There's a weird chronology of the progression of how our scene has sort of evolved from uh, the '90s being. I wasn't really there and a part of it, and that's the thing. It's like I'm a part of a new generation of kids that you know kind of came in fucking still buying cds you know mm. uh, you know in the mid late 90s and stuff like that still dubbing shit off of college radio with tapes and stuff like this flyer and shows in hand in person uh not really knowing the internet i mean it, it was still fresh that like you couldn't just necessarily you, you had to listen to like college radio to understand where the shows were and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um i think particularly like with New England, what's weird is that you got six fucking states here and some pretty healthy metropolitan um, areas. And truthfully, areas like Boston, like about 23 years ago around the turn of millennium, like they really weren't the best for like death metal, um, black metal stuff, like even like thrash. It's always been like a punk and a hardcore, like hardcore in particular type town. And so the economy of like music wasn't really built up to like where it is nowadays because mm-hmm. shit was so DIY for years and years with hardcore and all these things dominating church shows, basement shows and shit like that. It was kind of weird. There wasn't necessarily like a good infrastructure for like a lot of bands to come together and like kind of have their own scene. And like around 2003, mm-hmm. when I started gigging, there was really only one, one or two clubs in Boston that were like regularly doing stuff. And what's interesting back then was that there was, was, everything was so sparse that nobody really gave a shit. Like it wasn't nowadays stuff's really kind of compartmentalized and fucking, you know, streamlined and kind of niched out to like the fucking refined like bit. But like you'd have black metal bands playing with fucking slam shit and fucking thrash bands. Like it was just sort of all over the place. Plus back then, like the melodic thing was huge, you know, like, 
we're in an area with like shadows fall and you know all these other type bands and you Mm -hmm. know but even like death metal is different back then i talk about all the time it's like yeah that's the era of fucking relapse killing it like killing um, it you know like willow tip and shit there was so much more grind in death metal back then Mm -hmm. um and with the east coast shit like we've always been like kind of heavy on groove and all that like it's been interesting um you just but essentially grind yeah. made me think of yeah dude like that was a vital aspect of the birth of extreme metal was grind was a very very important aspect to the beginnings of it and you don't really see it as much i mean you do in in its own like you said compartmentalize everything's compartmentalized now when I still love those types of shows that you're talking about where there'd be five bands and each one of them have their own distinct genre or unique style that they're showing showcasing that night. And I'm the type of guy that wants to be there and see it all, you know, but the grind aspect of popular metal nowadays, I think is kind of not there anymore. Nah, I'll be down with that shit. Like it's, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm happy. Uh, people moved on because i don't know i find grand to be just hack but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but the I mean, that's the thing school, like, you, like the dirty real true grind shit that we're talking yeah. about like that essence is gone that's what i'm saying not right maybe right, not right grind itself is gone but th- that essence that i'm talking about that i don't really get that you know you're not where when's where's the new pig destroyer you know i mean the pigs pig destroyers not doing anything now but like is there bands that are still trying Isn't to keep grindcore afloat yeah. aren't pig destroyers in the popular realm as a squel a squela grind or what i don't even know they're from like it. western master from uh greenfield like um it's like the north western corner of massachusetts they, they've been killing it they're fucking one of the hottest gigging bands out there these days and uh they they put on a hell of a fucking gig that's the thing it's like they're making an impact because fucking they put it all in there that's i think there's a fucking frantic fucking uh exciting fucking quality to grind that just is sincerely missing these days from a lot like just all the death metal shit like you're talking about fucking uniforms and shit like this it's just like yeah yeah people's pants a little bit too tight at times and it's like i don't know though <laughs> like it's just weird to me you know it's, yeah. it's so like on that note even like um i was at the pack of the the, the liquor store fucking over the, in the town over for me and fucking some dude just kind of i'm like hey you in the metal and it turns out he was he played bass with today is the day for like a couple oh, of years shit. and shit and krista barry's and like love that band. it's just that's the thing it's like that where's a band like that like you just don't necessarily right. find bands that are willing to fucking let it all hang out like i don't know it, it, it's just odd it's to like me because I, I think my thing so it's so tight quick. but think about like the old maryland death fest lineups and how yeah, dude, yeah. that shit was like as like, i just asked yeah. that question about where is grind i heard 10 or 15 dudes in my head like what the fuck you talking about dude you need to fucking do your digging because we don't dig like we used to it right. is out there for sure out there for us but the thing that we're that distinguishes that versus what we're talking about is we used to have a relapse that was uh a one-stop shop to find that quality you know 
now we don't have the relapse we got to go do our digging at almost 40 now and we're like fuck dude well i got all these cds on the wall right now dude that's years of all the shit that i did dude i'm kind of tired of digging but i still love digging but i'm just saying like you feel that more now it's like man Somebody just serve it to me on a silver platter, please. If I had, if I had a genie right now, one of my wishes would be like, just like pile up everything that I have missed that I should listen to or experience movie music or art wise, just pile it up right there and let me fucking chip away at it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I like that. But at the same time, I kind of hate it. Like, cause I feel like, the Spotify algorithm and like even the YouTube shit, it's just so overriding that stuff where it's like, you think you might like this, you know, you like this and fans also. And sort of like, I don't know, bro. It's like, I, I know what you're saying about that, but for me, it's like the, the real discovery and excitement is when fucking you end up fucking finding something that's right. just genuine. You know what you're I mean? Totally and right. like, it's the sort of hard for me to get over. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard for me to get over grind. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, world downfall is still like the best thing ever Whoa. and like i haven't heard that really get tops but that's mm -hmm. me that's me and yeah, you know I'm like I, I grew up with like like napalm death and stuff and mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. i don't know but there's that new uh true. and even like dude going around here i'm, I'm talking about anal cunt and shit like that it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like yeah, it's like once you more get reasons to, that, to hate us and all that kind of shit, dude. Some heavy shit ever, dude. That's got yeah. whole shit with them is fucking retardedly heavy. And like, I don't know. I, I'm just a fond admiration of, of of AC. But regardless, it's sort of like once you go to that extreme, there's certain bands like that. There's certain albums where it's like I'm like, hey, what can what you can do I now? Put on after that, like I yeah, can't yeah, that, like yeah. you know, it's like a punker, a punk rocker, just being like, dude. I'm gonna outdo Gigi Allen, dude. It's like, nah, I don't know if he could really. Watch. As far as like a live setting, it's like I think that's that bar's been hit. Um, I don't know if we're gonna get anywhere near that bar again, kind of thing. And like, if New England did, guy. Yeah, is he New England? Yeah, fucking buried up. So one more. thing actually that he's buried uh, brought to my attention. He's, he's buried, buried, buried up in yeah. your backyard right now. These, yeah, no. <laughs> his fucking they. So there's a band called Psycho. Um, from Boston, it was, a, it was a good grind band. They've been around for like 40 fucking years. They backed fucking Gigi in a band called Bulge. And fucking, you should check them out. It's one of the best things that Gigi ever did. Fucking, and that band Psycho's still around. Like, it just makes sense. Because like, they're like, you know, OG dudes that fucking were there for that. You know, I'll tell you where you need to go. You gotta go to fucking Obscene Extreme. That's where you gotta find it. I'm yeah, yeah. Remind, we played there a couple of years ago and like, Drank a lot of beer on Friday nights watching obscene extreme videos on YouTube. So, you know, it was really cool to see. Definitely. Nice. That's like the last you the last big grind or kind of grind influenced, but also like a lot of slam probably and stuff too, right? But they have like a bunch of kind of more of that style. Cause for me, grind was for me, grind was more of an and, and Anthony have I we've talked about this a million times. To me, it was more at the time of me finding the more extreme, more extreme, more crazy, more you know, like goratory like they, oh, for me i was like just finding out things like about grind and stuff i was like oh this is crazier this is crazier this is, oh they're talking about like farting in a woman's butthole or something? i was like whoa that's crazier the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life and then it just became like the lyrical aspect of it was like all right well the lyrics are insane like with you know you talk about ac and stuff the one thing it's just about grind a lot of the grind stuff is a lot of their stuff they're just going like on guitars are going like 
He's just like doing this. He's not even playing anything. He doesn't know how to play guitar. Yeah, really. Yeah, the yeah, They're just making line. noise. They're making noise, though. They're, I mean, no, it's like, and a, it's, it's hot, is, Joel. It's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what. So that's where I. That's 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 where I differ, though. Is like I go. My dad took me to the Modern Art Museum in San Francisco when I was 16 years old, and I was looking at some of the art there of just the splatters on canvas, and they're like, "This is 14 million dollars." This is like a million dollars. And then there was a blank canvas. This is when I walked out. <laughs> I walked. I, I lost it. It was a blank canvas with nothing on it. And it was like $7,000. And it was like, oh, it's by this guy. And it celebrates the nothingness in society. And well, I was like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I fucking, like all the splatter, like, like, oh, I could. And I know everyone always says that about modern art. It's like, I could make that. Sh- like, I could piss on a fucking canvas and with like, and then I like put the, paint around uh, it, make that my piss like can move it around and it would be more on your canvas right now. Yeah. <laughs> but they're but like, but my heart, this is my poetry in this that you don't know about. I'm like, oh, I'm out Yeah, of but here. don't okay. We 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 just spoke about world downfall. Please don't say it's just what's gonna this. top that. <laughs> uh or throw something. No, dude, listen to Terrorizer. I think Joel has never actually sat down and listened to Terrorizer because you never heard Terrorizer, Joel. No, yeah, I've never heard Terrorizer. Who's can who's cannibal corpse, corpses, corpse, corpse, No, but it's like it. I understand at the time it was like it was just madness with some heavy parts to me, is what I thought a lot of the grind was, and then um. And we've just evolved kind of, on from that now. Everything evolved. changed in 2010, dude. Everything changed in 2010 because I mean, everybody said, carnage that grind, the, whatever the hydro grind. That's um, that's my favorite. That's to me that make because they bring it back, they reel it yeah. back in, calm you down, go into a different style. They're like, they'll be like, Bruh! and they'll be like, they'll make they'll make fun of it while playing it, kind of thing. They'll like mm-hmm. have like you know, and also show homage at the same time, like all the one things the will be in there. Ever. Oh, no, I think Cephalic Arge is like one of my top two or three bands. Brilliant. Ever. Like, yeah, Brilliant yeah. fucking band. Every time I hang out with those guys, I'm just like, you You know, you're my favorite. Like, I, I just fucking bomb them with like, I was hanging out with them with Psycho last year. I'm never to listen to them. Meaning if they pop on on a yeah. shuffle, I can't switch it. And if I put it on, it's always going to be there for me. And it's going to yeah. do exactly what I want it to do when I put it on. Like, I love brutal music. I love comedy. I love all these. Like, I love all the shit in real it's life. And there. they have, it's all in there. Like, and you if know, you really read riffs, Leonard's, Leonard's lyrics, dude, his lyrics are like no other person in the fucking game, dude. Oh, yeah, it really totally. is very true. He's talking about such different things that anybody else is talking about, dude. My favorite uh, on Lucid Interval, speaking of like a grind song, it's uh, I forget what the song's called. I, I think it might be called Two and One, but they'll just be like, it starts, it's like 10 seconds long, it goes two and one, and then one voice goes like, one speaks faster, and then the other voice goes, One speaks louder, and the faster one like beats it by a little bit. <laughs> or, no, the faster one is faster, and the louder one's louder, yeah. And just like, I'm just like, That's hilarious. It's like it's fucking hilarious. And, and SOD and, doing like six songs in five seconds, or like back yeah. in the day. I love that shit. That shit was funny to me. I love it. Was like, especially when they did that live, I'd just be like, Holy shit, this is like, I, I like the style of this, you know, of like shit, but sometimes it just Nate gets Tom too artsy. Good Guinness Book of World Records for the shortest song. Still, it's like, ah! <laughs> it's for the children. Yes, of the children. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's 
It's fun. It's I, I would argue that Agoraphobic Nosebleed probably beat him, but they probably don't have the 10 grand to get the Guinness Book of World Records to acknowledge it. <laughs> Certify him. You got to pay that much? I think grand? it's, I think it's a, you got to pay for them to come out and. Yeah, it's like a fucking. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure records have been crushed in that book, but they're like, do you want to pay? It's like anybody on Hollywood Boulevard. They had to pay their money to have their handprints there. Oh, stop it, really? Yeah. I don't know that. Oh, yeah, dude. Just get a fucking company to be get like a get like a Netflix to like just be like, wear our shirt, we'll pay for it. Green light me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing though. Yeah. That shit was like and growing up around here. Goratory was like a big band. Like they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. from I was the them. next town over for me. Yeah. And, and stuff, yeah. like like fucking uh it was, it was Alan's house she was probably at and shit. And mm-hmm. um those guys I mean like I, I grew up in the next town over, you know, we played each other on fucking Thanksgiving football days and all that bullshit. But like the thing the fact is is one of the first shows I went to was it was fucking crazy lineup. It was fucking um it was fucking was it Veda? No, I'm sorry. It was fucking dying fetus with vital remains, eternal suffering, goratory, something like that. Sick. And like, I couldn't believe that these kids was like five minutes down the road for me and shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, like it's been that's kind of where, where a lot of that shit kind of started. Like when they was gigging and stuff like that, they were doing like the Palladium. Um, they put like a couple things like here and there, like Lowell and Attleboro and stuff like kind of weird, weird places. And um, Boston wasn't really even an option. Like back then it was a lot more all ages stuff too. Cause they were all like really young. They were like 14, 15 years old and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, like when you look at that catalog or listen to it rather, you know, you can hear Alan's, fucking playing totally fucking progressed by the time they get the rice on suede just right how grind that yeah, shit is like just crazy well, dude okay real quick let me just give my personal shout out to al because i know him um we met and you were bringing up maryland death fest earlier i went to oh, the yeah. first yeah. and second maryland death fest and i met al at the first yeah. one oh three yeah jay from abnormality played that one with them we were all in the oh, yeah. same Motel 6, you know. It was, it was oh, actually yeah. pretty wild because there were so many people that were at the the fest that were at that hotel that we kind of just owned that place for the weekend, dude. We didn't... There was too many people to complain about. There were so many room <laughs> switches and all this crazy shit, everybody mingling and partying that whole weekend. It was crazy, and Al was one of the dudes that... Dan and I, Dan from Suicide Silence, uh, we, we were, or no, Dan wasn't there with the, the first weekend, the second week, the second year he did. Anyways, um, Al's a great dude. He's always been a great dude. I'd love to have him on the show, dude. I haven't talked to him in a while. I, it, we've been, you know, friends for several years, but we haven't talked for several years, too. So yeah, I'll, I'll send him your number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's doing very well. He's up in New Hampshire. He's in a very rural part of New Hampshire. Married, you know, like he's a dear friend. You know, like all these dudes. That's the thing, dude. Like we talk about iron shopping and iron, bro, and like being. It's not even like really was competitive, but like talk about even like like Dagestan and motherfuckers wrestling and getting on the mat. That's kind of like how the scene was, where it was just like everybody kind of keeping each other in check and like. Mm Everybody eventually, when you have the Gortoy thing happen, even a player like Max, who's a, a dear friend of mine too, when he leaves the band, they bring in Zach, 
um, which by the way, I got the base from Rice on Suede. That's been one of my primary, it's an old LT fucking F205 fucking monster fucking album to me. But um, all these dudes go on to do bigger and better things. You know, Max right. goes on to, to join Despise Icon when Alan goes and is the highest icon. And then, you know, Alan, and now Max is in fucking, Cowboy. he's in Job and Max got fucking Black Dahlia. And, you know, it's sort of like, right, it's crazy, you know, and like we was all, you know, like, you know, everybody's kind of fucking stoked on each other doing their thing. And back then, too, it was crazy. Another dude that like, like was big, kind of like fucking probably the biggest star of any of us now is fucking Dave Davidson. Oh yeah, Back when um We've had him before on, yeah. it was revocation, it was fucking cryptic warning, that's and right, they were man. like, oh, like that was the band because that's I came up with like the Gordsford dudes and like you know they were like the like that 14, 15 year old band like for like three years, like they were just terminally fucking teenagers and shit, mm-hmm, and yeah. then eventually you like by this time like two thousand three and four start cooking, mm-hmm. cryptic warning shows up. They're from Arlington, and fucking. They're just fucking amazing. <laughs> They're playing like really good thrash metal that just wasn't weak. Like, you know, back then, like, you know, I don't know. There was a lot of different type of like melodic type stuff. Um, but like there so was, way, was like, way... so what was it like when there, you were like, oh, dude, Goratori's got some new shit coming out. It's called orgasm induced diarrhea. <laughs> That's the name of yeah. the album. Like, I remember hearing horrible. all that shit, bro. Their their old fucking um practice sexual intercourse sexual intercourse was i have all I had the, the wrestling OC. with feces demo i got the wrestling with feces demo at a show they're all singing neck fucking play. god rest his soul fucking he handed it to me at that fucking they, they played that fucking show and like that was the oh, era yeah. it was it was a fucking cd fucking you know stapled up fucking you know like piece of paper with the bio on it they yeah. were Marlboro, which was down the street from us you know like Fuck it, it! It just sort of made you know it made sense. It was like I can't believe these guys are here. Like fuck, you know, like I've been right. looking everywhere for people to do it just into their shit because it's oh, something yeah. so niche that we're into, right? It's such a small little bubble that we've you know gotten into, and then now we're here, and you're like, oh shit, wait, somebody from my area is actually. Yeah, you know, making their mark and doing their thing, dude. For and this, it's wicked fucking sick. It's yeah, like it's fucking sick shit. It's like the sickest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but, you know, but it's weird too because, like, admittedly, and they probably hate me for bringing it up. But it's like, I, I, I hated how they kind of like dissolved after Rice on Suede because they had that band Burn in Silence that they, like, they signed a prosthetic with EJ and like, oh, that's you right, know, like Lasco was Jesus. managing them and like, yeah, it was, like it was just big sort of like shot or something. I, I get it, like y'all don't do that, and like, it, it was just I don't know. I was fortunate enough to be up in Montreal though, and like Alex, I was I was at a party, and I I absolutely vouch for fucking Alan, one hundred percent, like at them because they were talking about playing. They like despise Icon played at um it was the Ashland Fishing Game, which was like the town next to where I grew up, like Goratory's hometown, and uh, I mean that was the era. It was like despise Icon with a second story window, and um, Ed Gein, I think maybe I don't know. I mm-hmm. I'm probably fucking yeah, up the band black market activities era yes and growing up in massachusetts bro you want you don't have to watch the red cord brother fucking yeah yeah hell yeah, yeah guy yeah. Yeah. yeah any it doesn't matter where you're at bro you gotta watch the red cord for sure dude if they're on <laughs> that's that, what i mean bro. that's another band i'm talking about the grind it's like fuck like mm. nobody and gunface is one of my favorite like dude like that shit he did with i was talking about side tripping like 
you know, like his playing is so fucking good to me. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love I love that style. I feel like they have that kind of sporadic style I was kind of bitching about earlier, but I feel like his is (laughs) super controlled like madness. Like he bring it it back. Like dude, when I heard madness. When I heard that first album, I remember like I was I'm still in fucking college or like community college. I remember like listening to it and first hearing it be like holy fuck what the fuck is this like this is it's got the heaviness yeah, it's got it, and they they can they can all level it out and be like riff and then they go into madness it's kind of like a cephalic thing it's like a riff madness heavy all this like had all the things i wanted you know i mean i'm and, like, sure so, i, I funny, had my funny entry part. for most people dreaming in dog ears was the first song yeah, yeah. i heard yeah 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 that's um and it's not gonna be all right it's not gonna be okay yeah yeah i love that i love that part it's just like it's not i'm not giving you any positives like it's gonna be shitty like it's gonna be hard like you know it's funny guys a guys a a police officer yeah yeah yeah. you know he was on a billboard around here like for like kids in cancer i guess he like shaved his head and like yeah you know it was like driving around like oh fuck like (laughs) it's such a trip yeah Yeah, Yeah, life life is like talk to you on the show dude Guy. Yeah, yeah, no guy. I would, probably get guy on here. Yeah, Let's I mean, do it, dude. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be sick. I've I've seen when we toured with them with decrepit. I remember one time, fucking, uh, Bill called or guy called Bill out. He was just like, whatever, dude. It was like, whatever, Bill. I want that guy to kiss me right now. And Bill ran up and just kissed him directly on the <laughs> lips in front of everyone in like a East Coast show. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, it's such a. Bill's like, whatever, dude. He was like all drunk and just went up, just kissed a guy like directly on the lips in front of everyone. I'm like, ah, it was like a summer slaughter or something. But uh, yeah, no, it was. He was a very funny guy. Why don't you tell him to jump on his uh, boogie board and <laughs> drag his nuts a little bit, then, dude? <laughs> That's the Dick red Gregor? cord, the, the red cord guy. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. red cord. I know, guys. We say guy so much that's so like, oh, damn, what a yeah, no, no, up no. name to name your kid. <laughs> it's like, well, Gord's it's like this guy's name. To... This guy's name is Person, dude. My Gordon went to California to record race on Sway with Colin Masterson. Oh shit, like, we just had him on. Like Colin's on yeah. New, in New York though. Well, they went out there in like two thousand three or four. Are you about they that? drove. Is that going? I'm sorry. Let's see. No, it was Colin, the dude from Vile, right? I'm, I'm talking about. Oh, oh Colin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Splinter. Colin uh, um, Davis. Dude, I, did I totally fuck up his name? You said, said the, guy fucking, the guy from fucking. Oh, he said Masterson. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> that guy's <laughs> works awesome. I love all that V to Sandy shit he did with them. Fucking like, and like, you know, I, oh, I saw him and he was in a new uh, documentary. My my band Averoff played with uh, Panopticon and they had this uh, documentary and he and Colin was all over that. Dude, but, he's yeah, this, yeah, fucking shredding. Dude. I don't have too many Collins in my well, so I just yeah, yeah. that was like the first one there I found. Grab that <laughs> shit. Well, that you said Colin in your oh, well, and we had Colin Cadwell right before Colin Marston. Yeah. Oh, too much Colin wow. shit going on right now, dude. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody spell their name like Colin? Like Col- I know. We need to cleanse these oh, Collins, dude. No, there is okay. Collins for sure. <laughs> if a parent named their kid Colin but spelled it Colin, dude, they're just asking for that kid to get beat up. Well, there is like a Mexican last name, like Cologne. You see like a lot of... Uh, yeah, Bartolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... Yeah, Bartolo Cologne. Yeah, for the Giants. That's his, yeah. his last name. It's just like... It's like Colin, but it has like a little thing over the one of the o's like no no not call not not colon it's like cologne it's like like don't it's not like the pipe in your butt it's like a 
fragrance that you can go purchase at Macy's. Exactly. So let's uh let's get it. This is the longest we've ever gone. And I'm, I'm I've been I'm, waiting uh, for the time that I'm gonna do dude, it, but I'm Josh, just like, by the way, Josh, see how long we can go. Dude, Josh, by the way, I know this you you gotta, know, podcasting thing like you, I mean. Just what you know about music and stuff. I remember this touring with you. I said it earlier. Like you have so much knowledge on scenes and all the things. Like, man, like, and and you've been such a organic talking person. I don't know how to explain it correctly right now, but you've been very organic in how you do it. And I think that, uh, man, that'd be cool if you had like, if you had like a podcast with people. Like, I, I feel like you have a natural. You kept the conversation going. I didn't ever have to like. Sometimes with we'll guests, they'll be, like, they'll, be, they'll be like, the, yes, as a co-host, they'll be like, no, no, it's like, no, I feel like you should have like, you should be running a show or something. I feel like you have this like natural, you've always had this natural talking ability. Remember like touring with you of just my like, man, my yeah. man, my man, I've already done 99 episodes of my own podcast. Shit. It's called, it's called direct input <laughs> podcast. I haven't fucking, done it in like four years. I told that the better, show. Man. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not good. <laughs> Good. I, I haven't damn. done it in over four years i need to do it again but i'll tell you why i don't do it it's because <laughs> i i literally my whole thing was that um initially when i first started my podcast i, I a good friend of mine brian thompson from gauntlet media helped produce about the first 30 or 40 episodes for me and did a lot of cool things sit down interviews um no video though that's kind of my thing bro and like I know that's where the future is, but uh, you know me. I, I kind of like to be organic. I grew up listening to the radio, so I'm sort of like just enamored with uh, a good signal, so to say. You know, like yeah. I just want to be able to be fucking exciting and dynamic and not have to fucking be distracting because I don't know. It, it is what it is, you know. But regardless, fucking, you know, I did like 30 or 40 sit down interviews, uh, primarily at Rouse Rock Diner, Worcester, Massachusetts, a uh, bunch of bands, everybody, you know, uh, everybody from Rasta Boss, from Manowar to fucking Savage Master, Hessian, a lot of bands. Uh, I was DJing and doing lights for um, a lot of the Codex Obscurum and Metal Thursday gigs that they had uh, for a string of years up until the pandemic. Uh, so I was just always there, just hanging out before shows started, you know, during load-ins and shit like that. Eventually, I went off on my own. I bought a little fucking, uh, little fucking um, handheld Zoom unit, you know, like a little six-channel thing, mm-hmm. and um, would just walk up to people and fucking talk to them with a fifty-seven and fucking see whatever happened would happen. I usually only have about forty-five minutes to work because I usually do it around nine o'clock that night, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun, dude. I like being the man on the street, Joel. I like being the guy that walks up to people with a microphone and just kind of, and it. And I'm sure you can understand where I'm coming from. I, I like the, the David Tell of insomnia. Oh yeah, yeah, the insomniac. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. real brilliant, appealing, genius sort of like fucking and like the fact that that got canceled you know? after yeah. a certain amount of time. That was like one of my favorite shows for a while. That yeah. was I would watch every. I've seen every every episode yeah, of that, dude. like for sure. I saw him yeah, live, bro. man. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, David tells genius, one of the top comics in the world for Boston. Bill Burr, Louis C.K. I mean, all these people that came out of the Boston scene. It's like the funniest people in the world, I would say. So the thing is with that too, and this is something I've been kind of like telling, like talking to more people about. And I'm sure you can actually kind of feel me where I come from in this. Again, like talk about being enamored with radio, okay? And it's sort mm-hmm. of like I grew up just 
completely obsessed with music and rock and roll and mm -hmm. whatever. And when you grow up in Hopkinton, you have WAF, which has an afternoon show called Opie and Anthony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, you're like fucking 14 or whatever. And like they get fucking canceled because fucking they do a prank that Mammy Nino's dead. Um, but they go on to do New York radio and then they eventually go on to do fucking uh, the serious gig that they have. Um, I mean, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, there's quite a history yep. here. The, the fact know. is, though, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the fucking ONA program basically was the creation of podcasting before it became formally acknowledged as podcasting. It was the first time where fucking they oh. had a program where it was a Hank, more or less. And mm -hmm. you had comedians like Bill Barr. Jim Norton, you know, fucking Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Patrice you know, and, murder. Oh, and then just killing each other. And it's like, fuck, like it was just four hours of that every day. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's just like, that's still like my head's still there, like Joel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's still where I am, like at a certain degree. And, you know, the show eventually breaks up and fucking, you can look into that demise. My and, version you know, of that was Stern. And the reason why I knew about Opie and Anthony was because of Stern and all the shit talking that he would have almost daily on Opie and Anthony during their feuds. And God, this is so good. It, I have to piss though. But it's, yep. it's, it literally is coming across those types of shock jock or what, but Opie and Anthony, I think that what you're talking about it, it, they did, um, influence the podcasting environment more than stern because stern was you know more of a a show you know that there was um plans and all there wasn't really that much planning going on in the conversations that were happening on o and a you know and, yeah, it was a and, yeah. and just like the conversation that we're having tonight dude none of us planned for this right zero people planned for this other than like we're having josh staples on tonight dude what up people are saying good things about him they say he's a funny dude i'm 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 excited to chat with him you know <laughs> that's really exactly the preparation that i did for this show other than listening to a few of your bands as well but i'm just saying like that th th that's how we do it over here i think that not planning is what makes the show most of the time better in the sense that it's organic real and it's happening in the moment we're just being us chatting about the things that we both love you know and and i think that i've talked about it several times on the show i think that you and i josh or anybody else who comes on the show we we have uh these social hoops that we don't have to jump through because we have this kind of ingrained brotherhood with the metal you know oh, or yeah, just music it. in general but just the fact that, that like we've really truly uh ingrained ourselves in the underground metal scene that there's like three four five social hoops that you and i don't have to jump through in order to hang out see that's the thing though the o a shit there's like that's the underground components of fucking Howard Stern. That's the underground fucking like adversarial sort of like Boston mm -hmm. versus fucking New York shit. That's just right. like 
habitually fucking ingrained in like me and like a lot of other people around here. Like, mm-hmm. and so like you have a degree of that coupled more or less with just like, I don't know, like, I don't know. In terms of like the ONA, like the thing with ONA though is that, and to your point, it was so raw and like kind of unplanned that that's really like to me what the the pure essence of podcasting is yeah. and it's even something like what i liked about like how i did my podcast eventually how i really kind of i think thrived in doing it was walking up to people with a mic just at a fest or some shit like that and fucking essentially fucking like ONA was doing the same thing before me. They were doing that walkover where like they have the CBS studio and then they go to Sirius for like an hour and they'd be all uncensored. And then, you know, it's like jaywalking or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like fucking like going over there and shit like Mm. that. And I don't know. I just find that ultimately like, you know, it's a real act to like fucking like being able to fucking deliver on the, and on those terms like that. I don't know. There's a certain chaos a, that came with that program. That was I was taking a about. piss just now, and I, uh, I have an Alexa close by, and I yelled at it. When did when did Opie, Opie and Anthony start? And it was 2013 is when it started. No, that's no. when it ended. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I was like, no, he got, and then it said it was on. Got it was wrong. Like, but then I well, asked no, him. It, was like, how long it happened in July of 13. It, got, it, it, it totally but broke I, up. I asked him, I'm like, I'm all, how long has it been around? How long has it been on? It's all 21 years. I'm like. Yeah. That, so the math <laughs> work out with that. I was like two nah. different answers I got right there. But uh well, it was cause... like fourth. I got a piss too, but it was like ninety three. Yeah. Like they met in Long Island. They were on WBOB down in Long Island. And you ever looked up that fuck? It's, there's an edge to it. I don't, don't want to get you in trouble, but you look up like the whole like how Kumia like ended up like on that show doing like uh Electrocute OJ, like like all that all those songs. Like I don't okay. know. I don't I I, I don't remember that. Go, but... go, go, go piss. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool because uh, I mean, for me, the f- I mean, actually, for me, the podcasting started in two thousand and seven or eight, and it was Corolla, uh, but it was just a radio show, and it just seemed like a rogue radio show. Like he was doing the same format as a radio show, but it was on a different format to download. You know, it wasn't like. I I just like didn't see he didn't have the madness that became podcasts and stuff um, like what he's saying. So I think that's a good point that I think we should look up when I'm gonna look it up right now. When did take an hour Stern leave terrestrial (laughs) radio? Because if that that I think that's probably around 2005. That might coincide with podcasting, though, dude. Like, once he left terrestrial radio, it kind of opened up. And something. Stern, Stern, did you? I watched actually recently. I watched the video because I've always known that Stern and Rogan have had like a big, like feud, and like, uh, mm-hmm. what is it really the same? Your no, I, I was just okay. no, no, no. I was gonna say, um, I was gonna add to what you were just saying. I think that that is, um, Stern's his whole career dude anybody who actually is somewhat of a competition he immediately takes you know yeah he attacks that's so, the, yeah he takes that rogan i miss i miss you know yeah, yeah 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 like he took down all those people uh yeah i remember like with rogan, though, he, uh, i was just talking about like you know you were talking about the madness and and how the podcast format of opie and anthony kind of um like the well, year started and kind of, and, and stuff like that. And there's but there's a crew oh, of five. characters that choose like you got like Rogan comes from that shit, dude. 
He yeah. was totally calling in back then. And like he's even credited them as being like pretty much the forefathers of the whole fucking idea of podcasting. Like yeah, uh, yeah. he's going on record multiple times. If you look at any of those Comey episodes, he kisses his ass about that shit. Same with I Tom Green. Rogan Tom Green. About yeah, Tom Rogan Green too. Yeah. A yeah. bunch, dude. And I've also heard Rogan cite one specific story multiple times, dude, which is uh uh Mama Bird. Baby bird. Baby bird, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I joke with that. I joke about that with my wife all the time. Baby bird has got to be some of the grossest, yeah. craziest radio I've ever heard of, dude. It was on radio, yeah. on terrestrial radio. It was on hey. ONA, and and yeah, we regurgitated on the man's mouth. It and was it like was a live the- event, like <laughs> back when, like they had like, like like doing a live show. Like it was kind of a you know, like a unique idea and shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that audio is still all out there. There's a very interesting, well archived history of ONA on YouTube. Was it? You can pretty much find every or was it eggnog or something. Somebody who was, was lactose intolerant. Yeah, eggnog. whatever. Yeah, and, and the guy's like, "Well, I'll take a certain amount of money uh, of this guy <laughs> vomiting that back into my mouth, dude." And <laughs> and the whole sequence of it happening is just this epic crazy video of dude vomiting massive amounts <laughs> of whatever he drank into this Fuck guy's it. face and mouth dude Fuck speaking of sequence uh so take me back to when you were uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, that's, this is the world record this i mean world record i i, I just want to tell josh real quick this is uh definitely a cali death podcast record We've gone almost two hours now and haven't asked you the first question. Oh, good. <laughs> That's why I pointed out that, like, you know, I know you don't like to be on video and stuff, but like, man, you got you got a natural talking ability and shit, and like, I don't know, I would love to, I would love to watch your if you made a podcast. I, 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 I think the next thing I want to do, and I need to find the right people to do this, but I actually want to start fucking call and commentary to ufc fights like on pay-per-views and shit and just be like a blow by blow strike by well you could be like that you know the australian guy that like like, oh fucking bob you know like because you have a a thick accent that mma is so toxic though it's so toxic it's kind of the last place on earth i want to be but it's really the only thing i care about and like i do kind of cringe at the idea of being on youtube but here i am on your show so whatever i might as well push it and yeah, fucking yeah, like we blasted on a, a few platforms with this yeah I, I i sit on youtube sometimes and i'm just like it, it does suck me in because it's just got like and it's like oh do you want this random performance from a band in 83 or do you want like a new news thing or do you want like it's like it's definitely like, like it's the mind, mind sucker a little bit youtube kind of gets mind me a little sucker. like I yeah, just no, every I morning watch, I just I open it up and just fucking watch a podcast or watch like you know bad friends or something. I just throw it on there and just start working. You know, I just I like watch the, fucking I, the like most. I watch Morning Combat, uh, Ariel Hawani. Man, you are then, in, like, you are in, you're in the Ariel Hawani yeah. podcast. Okay, all right, yeah, bro. And then I yeah, try yeah. to listen two albums a day. I've never heard, but I I never really do that. Like that's tough. Like. Because half I'm so passionate about shit. When I dig in, I'm just like, "Fuck, I'm in." Like, and how were you when up, the when the Patriots were winning? How are you? How are you? Wait, before we get, into I stopped school. listening to sports radio fucking a while ago. To be frank, like, no, I, I feel just, like I live in. 
I live in a weird dead area out here, and that's all on TV, and it's so fucking negative, bro, that I'm just over it. Yeah, but yeah, like, it's all like um, reaction to yeah. negative reactions to stuff. And one thing I, actually, I haven't, I haven't listened to probably about like honestly, I, and I, I still drop in, but like, um, probably good like six years, I think, since I've been like really like on the dial with 98.5. So one thing that you actually brought to my attention too, and I feel very ignorant for not knowing, um is new england's just always been like a football team to me i've never yeah. it's an area in massachusetts is what i thought and it's yeah. it's connecticut maine massachusetts new hampshire rhode island and vermont <laughs> and i you said like it was six like you know six states like you're like saying it like nonchalantly like it's six states and you know like in the east coast and i was like holy shit, is it i didn't know that at all like oh, i'm yeah yeah it's it's a it's six states that new new england is it's like saying Golden State Warriors. Like you're, you're Golden State. Like you could be part of the Golden State. You could be in L.A. You could yeah. be in you could be Sacramento. You could go anywhere yeah. and still be Golden State Warriors. Too. Yeah, I never understood the term New England to be six states, and I have learned it's a New today. England draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm. Yeah, it's a brand New England. It's a New uh, England. <laughs> <laughs> like but, every uh, town around here is like named after some shit in fucking England. Like straight yeah. up, bro. Oh yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Uh, see, see, react to this because you're into the fighting thing. Luke Thomas is greater than Ariel Hawani. I agree. Luke Thomas yeah. is the yeah. man. He came out to an abnormality. We played with fucking um, dying fetus and visceral disgorge, mm-hmm. and fucking this little fucking club in DC called the Pinch. I think it was called. Like that's how small it was. It was a cellar, and in yeah. DC's old, it's like a colonial fucking cellar, and. Fuck, we played there in February. This it was weird. We played there in February, and it was the hot. It was the hottest show. I've one of them I've ever played. It was like fucking 70, 80 fucking degrees in February that day. It was weird, and the cellar was like fucking over a hundred, and uh, well, wearing fucking pants because you know coming up it was like ice on the ground out here and shit. And what go down there was mm-hmm. fucked up. But Luke Thomas came out to that fucking gig, and I was selling my tapes for my label back here, my distro, and came up and i fucking recognized them sort of but like i wasn't really in on his shit and then like it had a nice little conversation we were talking about boxing because like at the time we we watched a lot of like um i actually got into a lot of mma mma based off through of boxing. strike force and yeah it was like strike force and gino carana and fucking um cyborg Mm-hmm. When we were in abnormality, that fight was on like after practice, like you know, like those strike force cards were always on after practice. So we'd all watch them at mm-hmm. Jay's house. And um, so anyways, but we watched a lot of boxing, lots, lots of boxing. And um fucking like a like six months later, like I looked at Showtime during the Mayweather uh McGregor fight, and the guy's fucking on the fucking screen. I'm like, that guy was at my fucking merch table like a couple months ago, motherfucker. Damn. I'm like, shit. I and you know, like, and then I end up fucking he's on serious who was on serious and I got to call into him a couple of times. I love Luke. That Dude, that'd, that'd be a cool crossover for you. Like, you love two things a lot. So how can you make them work together? You know, it's like yeah, I know. Well, it's I like mean, that had times fucking uh, yeah, headline. Yeah. Millennial successfully monetizes all hobbies. Fucking like, you know, like. <laughs> hard times just got it on lock, like, dude. Joel, if I came over to your house and we were going to watch the UFC fights, right? We're not going to fucking talk about fighting the whole time. You know, if I'm sitting in your living room, we're going to talk about whatever the fuck. So if we or 
if anybody did a UFC like calling the fight shit, but they're if Josh did it and he was like, let's talk about metal for a little bit because you know that you gotta fill time. Like, not all fights are fucking go go go. You gotta fucking be in there, you know. As downtown between uh, fights, I I definitely think that there would be an audience of specific metal heads, but that's that's the thing too. It's like cutting like groups down to your your you're distilling groups of people yeah yeah you're like you like mma cool you like death metal and mma well uh let's like weed you out (laughs) absinthe or something you might mean like like, there's like a josh you have a yeah you have the the, uh, like you know like right now the manning cast with the nfl like you know, I, I think it's the future, Joel. I, I think really it's do. Like, so much sicker than the watching the game. Who wants you know? to listen to Joe Buck? There's, I know, I know. Fuck it's like, dude, here. I watch every time Manny Cast is on. So, uh, Anthony, I don't Manning listen Cast. to those assholes. Get the fucking yeah. Manning Cast. Come on. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. Dude. My TV. I oh, still gotta deal with this dude on my TV. Dude, he this fucking still, it still crushes you guys. Well, but as far I'm just kidding. No, he doesn't. Are you telling me sports? Same with the Chiefs, too. I'm tired of the Chiefs, Joel. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going down. I know you are when you're, when you're, when two wins. miserable. No, but it's before that. Fucking the Walrus. Talk about nuggies. Goddamn. <laughs> oh, Taylor yeah, I know. Swift it's so ridiculous. Kelsey. It's but everywhere. That's the I same love it. thing. With the reason why the, I love it, because maybe they can they can make money through advertisement and we can save money and they can yeah. take cuts out their contract and we can get fucking a wide receiver in the house. But uh, that's only his only that's upside. <laughs> it was upside. Pat Mahomes, my my quarterback never, and my quarterback had a higher pitch voice too, than him, but he actually... never complained like that. Oh my god! That that's well, that was one time. Jeez. That was a one time. He's been he's been okay, like so. My my whole thing is this: I don't even know what, Anthony doesn't even know what's happening with it at all. No, I did watch that game. I actually watched that game. Which game? I watched it when that happened. Which Can you timestamp this game for fucking everybody listening in the future so they know what yes, we're talking about? Uh, the Chiefs were playing the goddamn Bills, and it was second and ten, and uh, fourth quarter. Kadarius Tony, yeah, it was two minutes left or a minute and twenty seconds left. And Kadarius week Tony, fourteen now, week, week fourteen yeah. or fifteen. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's um December fourteenth, twenty twenty three. I mean, that's what it is right now. But it was a couple days ago, and uh, dude has been lining off offsides three or four times, and supposedly what all the coaches know is that once you're supposed to be warned. From off because yeah. offense you don't really have that much of a by being an inch over you don't have like a much of a you know, advantage by being a little bit offsides defense you do because you can get the quarterback mm-hmm. quicker which is one foot from you so makes a little bit more sense so mm-hmm. they didn't tell him like hey back off and yeah. and then they made like the sickest play that you'll you and your family will ever see like it was multi- crazy dude multi generational cool, yeah. cool play sketchy play. And it, it worked. It was offside, though. And, was, like, and, 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 and they said Andy Reid had Andy Reid had done had ran thirty three thousand plays, zero offensive offsides, and that's his first one. And it's I'm like, thing. and I'm like, <laughs> as I was jumping off the couch for you, I was I was celebrating for you. I jumped off the couch, and as I was jumping, I saw the flag. Well, I saw the flag I immediately. Laughed. I was like, I was like, no, no, I thought my hands. I was like, you didn't, you guys didn't know. I you guys, like thought, a it, you guys like, thought it was, <laughs> you guys thought it was defensive offsides. You're not calling offensive offsides. You're not that good of a fucking commentators. There's no way that no one calls offensive offsides. But I was like, it's going to be declined. You know, it's defensive offsides for sure. It was right at the line when it happened, or it's going to be like a illegal procedure or something at worst for us. But it was just like, 
I was like, huh, weird. Okay. That's a, and then every other game, they're just showing the next games that come and they're, everyone's offsides. All the receivers are offsides. And they're like showing them like, I guess that was a good. And that, that one ref though was the thing I was telling everyone I was with like that ref has fucked us more than any other ref. It's like, I, I just knew he's something was weird was coming. I like him. He's a don't listen. He's a very good ref. <laughs> he's fair. He's honest. It's like Mills Lane. He's like that NBA ref that got caught gambling. Piece of shit. Oh, Tim uh, Donaghy. I, I got yeah, that Donaghy. book actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, oh, no. But it was it was offsides. It was offsides. Was he gambling just, on NBA? That he oh, no, he was yeah, refing games that he was gambling on. Whoa. They, Anthony, he'd literally be like, he's like, listen, let's call a T before like 10 seconds. And they'd be like, all right. And then like they'd talk to like Vegas about it and like just totally tee up somebody off of a jump ball. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. In the first quarter. So too, what happened like, to like, did he, he obviously got caught because you he got to talk. Yeah, there's about a book it. about it. There's yeah. a book about it. Tim, Tim Donaghy's the name. Whoa. I forgot the name of the book. But Tim, it's a, it's a famous case. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tim. He was on like all the, I mean, recently he's come on all the radio shows and podcasts and talk to people about it but uh he claims he was like no it didn't influence me i'm like well shit um like you hate money i don't know i guess you know you're betting <laughs> yeah. on games that you're I fucking reffing yeah yeah but um but yeah we're playing new, we're playing new england this this week actually it's pretty I know. funny that we're I talking canceled. right now i initially booked <laughs> the week before uh last week but the past yeah. plan on thursday and i'm like i can't fucking do that Are, i know we're gonna beat the steelers and fucking but then i didn't even oh, look at him like oh shit man <laughs> i'm gonna be busy next week with the fucking you know it's the holidays all this bullshit you yeah know, yeah, so, yeah. You know. i mean i actually am worried a little bit but anyways how we're playing and how the your run defense is good anyways i'm a little worried your defense i can't wait is good. to spoil it we already fucked up a perfectly good tank, and now we're gonna fucking come for your ass. So and I've been talking shit to on. all the Raiders fans, and then they won like ninety to zero today. So like, I feel like it's coming to me. What's that? How much did they win by tonight? What's the score in that game? It was like sixty-five. I think the last time I checked, it was like sixty-five to seven. Like it was or six. Oh, they sixty-three twenty-one. They they threw three touchdowns. Okay. They didn't cover though. Oh, yeah, they just put all their second strings in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they didn't cover <laughs> who the fuck would cover. It's like it's all dude, they're plus like Some 38. Credit, dude. <laughs> credit card team fucking I know. But uh no, I've always loved it because me and you back in the day would go back and forth with sports and stuff. But uh so take us back to when you were a kid <laughs> and music <laughs> first skinhead. <laughs> a, a, a sharp skinhead, skinhead sharp. racial prejudice or whatever they call it yeah all right yeah let's just do it real quick you want the pre i mean I, dude, the fact i grew up in the with the radio and i i once my father showed me how to operate the record player tom petty led zeppelin taught that, that shit taught me how to play air guitar records That's yeah it just it yeah. taught me to play air guitar bro i just got obsessed with you know you know being in a small town being alone and uh fucking rocking you know like that's pretty much the whole thing and, and it led to eventually tape dubbing off the radio and shit like that and uh listening to the radio late at night finding college radio finding punk finding metal becoming so obsessed um that eventually fucking you know buy equipment and inevitably start playing in a band with what would you buy, what was your first equipment that you bought Fucking, I got a Fender guitar. I got a Fender Strat American made. That's fucking, I still got it. I, I just uh, recorded a fucking uh, EP with Aberoff with it called Dost. Oh, yeah. And Lee guitar. Like, you know, but like, uh, 
Yeah, and I had like a crate amp or some shit, like a blue fucking. Mm-hmm. I don't, it wasn't yeah, yeah. blue voodoo. I forgot blue what the voodoo. fuck it was. I got a, I got a, I got the blue voodoo back over there. Fucking. The, the yeah. How old were you when you started collecting? Gear? I was like thirteen or fourteen, I think. Like, yeah. No, it was like probably okay, twelve. So. No, it was probably twelve. Because I, I got the guitar when I was like twelve, but then I bought a bass rig when I was fifteen or fourteen. I was fifteen or fourteen. I worked as a janitor. Uh, at, at my high school for summer fucking work when I was like 14 years old. I got a bunch of money and I just dumped all my money into fucking buying like a hockey and a fucking precision base. So, right, bands. But let's, I want to just rewind a little bit on that because we're already talking about when you're infatuated. I want to know a pre adolescence what really triggered you to move towards music. Was it something your parents were listening to did you have siblings or cousins that were or neighborhood friends that were feeding you stuff or yeah my father I, I was you mentioned in. the radio station yeah. that 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 is definitely a prominent thing but was was there anybody else around you that was feeding something before you got to where you were like i need to do music dude yeah, but well, my, my father had a bunch of records and, like, you know, listen to the radio a lot in the car and shit like that. You know, just it was a lot of shit in the car. I mean, the Patriots sucked so bad back then. They they weren't even on the TV, so we used to get in the car and just listen, like, listen, listen to the radio. To like, to, yeah, like, because the game yeah. was blacked out and shit. So your dad would literally be like, fuck watching the rest of this game, dude. Let's go for a drive. You couldn't watch the game. You couldn't watch it. Because they were so, so bad. They, the yeah, NFL would they wouldn't block sell it, out. they black it out. Like, so yeah, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't broadcast up. it. That uh, means that they wouldn't sell out their home game so that means if yeah. you don't sell it your home game they black it out it's horribly like horrible like fucking yeah. like you know you still have like a, a, like a little bit of fans like that are still supporting and they're like no you can't watch it you have to buy a ticket to come now that's what they would do that's like uh, their mindset behind it it's like oh dude you don't want to fucking support them well why don't you support them and come it's like it's like a stalemate going like hey fuck you dude like uh you might not have that much money but like dude if we don't sell out you can't watch it so what are you gonna do yeah yeah, I've, I've literally up. been fucking just spoiled my whole life. Just oh, my local team's always going to be on whenever they play. You know, and there's been times, there's yeah. been blackouts of uh, Niners and Raiders every now. I mean, back in the day, Raiders and stuff. But yeah, Raiders, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. There'd be blackouts. The they just be like, we're going to show you fucking like a soap opera instead. Why don't you come to the fucking game? <laughs> you know, like but yeah. So you guys, you and your dad, will listen to the games and stuff in the car. Yeah, I listen and stuff. To- yeah, shit like that and do you know fucking you know i just obsess with music to a certain point you know and eventually it turns into fucking mtv it became guns yeah. and roses and motley crew and motivation mm-hmm. became fucking sex drugs and rock and roll you know yep. i'm just yep. an american boy and fucking you know what else is there in life you know exactly. just fueled by that shit coming out of the 80s looking at fucking tv and uh just wanting to fucking be the man play guitar play rock and roll and just get it done you know like and right. uh i think eventually when i got the fucking instruments and stuff it was just more or less like a natural extension of uh of motivation and ambition to fucking uh just be closer to bands and like inevitably like that's like what playing shows is and shit you know like for me i was so young like i was like 15 when i booked my my first fucking show and um it was at Damn. a bfw and booked like fucking eight punk bands or some shit the vfw right. and what, what know, style like, of music was it that you were punk. playing at that oh 
Earth punk it was like street punk, if you will call it that, so to say. Yeah. Like, just did you like make any money? Kind of... Did you make money off that gig? Uh, Your first gig? Not, no, yeah. no. The first gig was fucking weird because, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, <laughs> and like, uh, I was I was like fourteen and fifteen. It was February in Ashland at the fucking VFW. And I remember calling them up and be like, yeah, I want to book a show over there. And then we're like, it's me, 14. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah, we just need half deposit. And I'm like, sure, we'll get it to you. And then I never gave them the deposit, but I just, I booked the show. I booked all, I lined up all these bands and I just showed up yeah. the day of the fucking thing. <laughs> like, here? And I'm like, I'm coming here. I told you I was going to fucking. <laughs> so I, I gave him half the deposit right then and there because I couldn't get a ride over there. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck is this? And, then, and it was crazy too, as I lined up a rent a cop and all this shit. And like, so I had the bands come and, um, we end like you know got a couple bucks off the door. We what was crazy was that fucking <clears throat> um we hired like my father fucking hired the rent a cop and he got out of his like we were all fucking smoking pot or something like you know kids yeah and the and the cop showed up and caught us fucking smoking pot and then like he fucking I believe he cuffed like the two dudes in my band we were a three piece band and. I fucking ran inside. They just ran as fast as I could to get away from the cop. And like fucking like, I, I'm like, dad, you got to come outside. These fucking, you know, and like fucking, it was a whole situation. My father's like, what are you doing? I'm hiding you guys. And, you know, rest of these kids, you know, I'm like, it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of forgot play, about it. Right? And then I'm sorry. I was going to say, you, you ended up playing that night still, though. Yeah. We opened and fucking, you know, oh, okay. like, you know, did the whole thing. Got on cuff. Nice. Yeah. We did like two or three shows over there. And, you know, I was just jacked on fucking music, like just happy to be there. Eventually, the dudes I played with from the punk shit went to like trade school and we just kind of fell out of touch. And I ended up fucking joining like a melodic metal band my senior year of high school, like fucking a couple of weeks after 9-11 or some shit and mm-hmm. didn't really do too much. But that was a cool experience, too, because the guy that I met in that band, we, we stayed in touch. It was a band called Incinerate, believe it or not. And just, I, I break Jesse's balls about this because they signed a <laughs> guest book. They signed a guest book on like fucking like GeoCities or whatever. Geo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. the real incinerators. I'm like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> We're like this fucking raspy ass fucking cranberry bog fucking melodic metal shit. You know, like fucking you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> regardless, like fucking like um, yeah, like you know, I I played with that band. I left them and uh but we still stayed in touch the long story short like i ended up meeting up with them a few years later we went down to a festival uh new jersey metal meltdown i'm really going off on a fucking tangent about this one do but it. like do it well i got fucking cracked in the face fucking like during the show in framingham i took a fucking elbow to the nose and i was bleeding all over the place but like I, during the fuck while that happened, I didn't even set this up, but like the thing was like, we got a ticket to the fucking metal meltdown and we're gonna get rid of the craziest motherfucker here tonight. And then I got cracked in the face and I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding, man. And like they gave it to me. Mac Richards was there for this, so he booked the show. Like he'll, he can fucking like vouch for this 100%. And um, so yeah, we went down to New Jersey with them and I met a bunch of dudes from uh, like Beyond the Embrace who were from Metal Blade and since they were on metal blade a bunch of dudes from fucking uh metal blade came over like it was like amana math showed up in the room partying with us dave brocky nice. showed up smoking weed with dave brocky talking shit about the redskins fucking like <laughs> and like 
what's crazy, dude, is like it just sort of like was this natural weird extension, even though I wasn't even playing after doing like punk rock shit where I recognized how easy it was to kind of like connect with like bands that you wanted you're just into you know like i had a little webzine and shit punk shit that i eventually yeah. could connect with anybody um it was really interesting to like recognize i'm like wow like this metal shit's kind of like sort of the same but like just as wide open like you know like it's it's really who you know and all that you know i mean i remember watching like some weird fucking like Disney fucking special and Gua was on that fucking thing about like what? I don't even know what this thing was to be frank like it was some weird like ZZ Top was in it and Little Richard there was some weird oh, rock and fuck? roll like Disney fucking special that like I first like saw fucking Gua on and like here's this dude you know like it's just weird so like, it was really surreal to recognize just how the world is yours with, with yeah. the, like I, I quickly just learned i'm like man if you give your life to this shit it's gonna give you a life back it's gonna fucking be you know kind of damn rocky man what a legend that's one one dude that i always wanted to hang out with and you know obviously r.i.p but man dave rocky i mean what do you think about real quick a uh, guar without him I never like go enough to comment on that, to be honest. Like, I just yeah. never really was down. I don't blame the fellows who fucking want to ca- wanted to uh, keep it carry going. on. I think yeah, he wanted I mean, to ke- he wanted it to keep going. Yeah. I think his would be my because he seems like the brainchild of that whole operation. You know, with like yeah, his... no, yeah. But there's been a lot of dudes that have come and gone from that, like um, establishment, yeah. so to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are uh, they from I around mean, there? Richmond, Virginia. Okay, okay. Because I remember, like, I think so. I remember playing a show or something with them in Halloween or something, the Palladium, or being something like truck. that. that yeah, was yeah. Rock and truck, I bet. Okay, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Those guys are fucking, I mean, to me, I remember just, like, worrying about my stage presence. Like, I need to make sure I, like, headbang enough and stuff. <laughs> and, like, watching Guar, I'm like, dude, they're fucking, I'm like. <laughs> no, they don't care. <laughs> they're just, like, squirting, like, everyone's just like, dude, the there's a show on on the stage. There's a full like theatrical show like stage presence just like play your parts right because they're gonna crush you on stage show so just don't <laughs> don't trip too hard on on your stage i mean obviously you want to get the you know be into it and stuff but like after watching their stage show i like wanted to quit playing live music i'm like that is that is so extreme and, that? yeah yeah who's, who's gonna, gonna go that? on after that you know like, yeah exactly. imagine going out at the goa like fuck i'm gonna do this better <laughs> yeah. top also they gotta pay like i remember like uh talking to promoters and stuff that i've dealt with them and stuff and and the cleanup bills they have to pay oh clean up yeah have the crowds scared. outside fucking yeah it's like three thousand dollars two thousand dollar fucking cleaning up their fucking monitors and everything they squirted blood on and everything i'm like fuck they're just in it for the love of the game they're literally paying that money to clean up after they play that could be money they take home and they're like no we're gonna fuck this venue up and pay the cleanup bill, and that's the experience, you know. That's too much energy for me, bro. Like I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to deal with that. Well, you see, know, Dave like, Rocky just like he was like on fucking what was like a, a Fox News, like as a intergalactic specialist, or a, oh thank God. And he was like talking, and he just like they were just like, what do you think about it? Like, uh, and he was like uh, odorous, and he just like, he was such. The wittiest, funniest, like comeback dude would just like ruin them. Like everyone would just be cracking up around the whole table. Like everything he said was so fast and quick. I'm like that guy was like a, a stand-up comic 
in a metal guy horror film body you know that's why i like really respected him and uh always wanted to meet him i'm glad you got to hang out with him one of us got to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is like it ain't no different it's like the guy was just looking to smoke a joint and we did it in the fucking bathroom or some shit with the guy who does my tattoos and it's like you know yeah it, it's just like it's a little nice thing that you have and all that but like it ain't like uh i don't know I, I can't say it made me more of a Gua fan than what I am. Yeah, I mean, I only like you know, two like, or three of their songs, like, actually. I don't know but, any of their songs. No, I actually, like, like, like I, th- I got into them, like, seeing them on, like, being, like, a news correspondent. <laughs> like, seeing Odorous be one, I was like, well, this guy's fucking hilarious. Let me try to, like, get into it. And they have some funny, they're just funny. It's almost like grind rock and roll. Like, it's like... They have like yeah. funny, they'd be like going to like blues, they go into like old swing music and then go like, you know, like it was kind of, it reminded me of like a very mellow grind is what they would yeah. do a lot. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was new. It was something. And he had actually a really good voice. You know, he was actually had a, could hit notes and then could, had a good yell. Like he had like the full range of talent. Anyways, I'll stop. What, what actually impressed me about him what really made me, respect the fellow was that he played with the dbx like that night it wasn't mm-hmm. even gua it was dbx and he was up there doing it and i was just like wow this guy's fucking killer like fucking like and that's literally just him stripped down so like yeah i don't know like that's the thing at the end of the day like i i see the man as that like it's hard for, like when you hear if i think about the name dave rocky i think about the dude who likes the redskins and the fucking new jersey yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hotel we was at you know like i don't necessarily think of odorous urungus or whatever you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. like i'm just like you know like yeah guy fucking like you know that's like some week like to me, I'm sort of like, well, you guys are like the talking heads of like heavy metal or something like, like an art school yeah. band. Like, yeah, because that's what happens up here. We got like all these arts. We get the, the Berkeley kids. You get the Berkeley kids that come in here from out of town. And that's what I'm talking about. Shit being competitive and being like really kind of yeah. like fucking like, like sort of like fucking like, uh, I don't know, like nerdy about the shit. Like dude, the East Coast is so much different, dude. It's it's interesting dude. to go over there and then and go back here. Like it's there's, there's just two different attitudes there's i remember like first time going to new york and we're playing with like malignancy and deeds of flesh and all these all these cool bands and i, went, I was like i'm starving i'm gonna go to a fucking a subway and i'm just staying in the subway and anthony's there i think we're all like trying to get sandwiches the guy's like mm-hmm. he's like what the fuck do you want <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I just started cracking up like i couldn't even order because it was so funny <laughs> that he was just so like bam and I was just yelled at me. I'm like, yeah, no. bro, I literally have had two seconds in between the last one to say what I want. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fucking hurry up? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like thinking about like uh, onions awesome. or not. He's like, what the fuck do you want? I was like, I was like, no good in you. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's just the pace of it's life, like, dude. <laughs> It's like you guys here, don't, it's we, like we cruise slower and then you go out to Hawaii. Get the fuck out of the way. You know? Yeah, there's too many fucking people in New York and shit. So it's like it's like San Francisco times eleven. Like as far as the people, like there's people walking down streets in San Francisco. It's like, yeah, there's like you know, one person lines of people. There it would be like these mass fucking like seven person deep, like wide lines of people walking down the streets. And I'd be like, This is too many this is too much, dude. I think this is like a the 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 peak has been like doubled of what we should have there <laughs> like as far as how yeah, many people my, are there my town here is where uh Connie mac was born Connie mac fucking was like 
the old school GM of the Oakland A's or the Athletic Baseball Club. Yeah. Pretty much fucking formulated the modern game of baseball. There's fucking more guns than people here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, it, it's just sort of like a weird corner where essentially fucking, you know, you got your East Coast attitude. You got to be fast. You got to be able to hustle. You got to be able to break balls. You got to be sharp. You got to be witty. Fucking all that shit. Yep. But at the same time, too, you know, you got to be able to chop wood. And, you know, you were talking about, dude, like, we got machinery here that fucking actually dig shit and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking like talking about. But there's a respect in it, though. There's a respect. It's like a a football coach that cusses you out the whole time. Then you win the championship at the end. Like, you hated him the whole season, but you love him at the end. I feel like that's kind of. Belichick's a beautiful man. He's getting fired next year. But uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, it actually got announced. It got announced today. Was well, not not that Tom Curran bullshit? Was it actually formally <laughs> fucking announced? You are into the formally... reporters. Well, not that Tom... <laughs> Dude, I know my beat reporters, bro. Fucking like I know, I know, fucking I know the Twitter's fucking. All I'm into shit. it too. Jesus, well, that's crazy. No, you just I know that, that shit. Fucking okay. that Tom Curran. <laughs> you got I mean, obviously into Curran it if you know what he's talking about. No, you'd be yeah. a dude. Anything you do, like as far as just get on the mic and talk, dude. It's like I feel like, especially if it's sports and shit, and you're allowed to cuss, like maybe you, would crush you it. two should start up sports podcast argue with you whipping it out east coast west coast it's like oh yeah it's like whatever you'd have a bait on the ufc stuff you you have to fucking be there for breakfast with me though i mean oh oh, yeah yeah in reality guys now it's starting to look like a pretty good idea because we're talking about having things in common you guys have a lot in common i think you guys would stop making it feel weird dude i feel like you're setting us up like in a weird blind date dude we're just all trying to hang out why not dude why can't we just (laughs) cali death fucking uh it's like you guys have a lot in common dude you guys like like the same music you listen you watch the same you want to speed date with me you want to ask you some more speed date questions (laughs) fucking like What happened next? I was 14 <laughs> when we left off. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's uh, awesome. But uh no, so you so okay, so you're fucking booked your first show at 14. Yeah, and All fucking right. the, the yeah. cops came, they bagged us, it was a whole thing, but we, we got away. And like uh so you're playing music dude, super a, young though. So I mean, like, so yeah, from there young, but I've always been stupid. Like, like, especially back then. I was just in trouble a lot. And uh, but it kind of was my ticket out of town. You know, there was a moment where fucking uh, like the kid who uh, I first uh, got into electric guitar with, like the first kid I knew that bought an electric guitar, like fucking mm-hmm. I remember like him fucking putting an OC in my hand and me looking at it and be like, yeah, I got to try out with a band tomorrow and they're really fast and I don't be fucked up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then that kid got fucking busted fucking for like, you know, robbing some woman and Whoa. getting beat up and shit. And like, fucking and I, like, right dude it's east coast shit and it's like that's what i'm talking about the golden era drugs and it's sort of like you know like i i went to my first heroin week in like 2003 2004 and it was a lot of a lot of people dying yeah like a lot of people dying like in my hometown i've lost track of that shit and it ain't like it's not like gangsta's paradise shit it's fucking white suburban fucking well-to-do fucking communities with kids that get fucking injuries from in lacrosse and football who get fucking prescribed oxy 80s and mm-hmm. we're fucking popping Vikings like candy and Percocets and fucking, you know, it's everything in between. And fucking, you find yourself in the situation where it's like, fuck, you know, like, rather be hanging out with the metalhead kids and shit like that. And mm-hmm, yeah. next thing you know, going to shows is pretty much the closest way to be close to, the, to anything. Because back then, I mean, 
the scene in Boston, especially, was so small. Like the clubs, O'Brien's, and particularly in, in Alston, was kind of like the home base for a couple of years. Um, later, there was another club called the Chopping Block, which was um, on the outskirts of Roxbury, kind of a top neighborhood. But what was um, it called? Stop and Shop. Chop, no, the Chopping uh. Block. <laughs> There was a stop and shop around the corner, though. <laughs> fucking no <laughs> There definitely was one. Yeah. But um, it, they were tight areas. They were really small and stuff like that. And it's like, again, we were still booking fucking weird shit. And um, the Gore Tour dudes were really influential, particularly like in the mid-aughts like that. You know, like I remember in particularly my band, I had this band called Ascendancy that I was playing in back then. And we we co-booked the, uh, the Bloodletting Tour for uh mm. 2004 i believe with uh gorgasm spawn of possession oh yeah fuck yeah fucking coming off a cabinet yeah uh, yeah Pyamia and fucking seven savior hell and yeah fucking yeah. um we stuck them up in fucking manchester of all places <laughs> good old man <laughs> vegas new hampshire at the bomb shelter which uh is a miserable place to play just a, a dank ass concrete fucking Room, a storage, storage or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah, just a I real cold. Like that, show, but I feel that what you're just saying right there. You know, like the bomb shelter was weird, and like you don't even really. I mean, I haven't seen this at a club in years, but it was definitely kind of a New Hampshire thing. They had shock girls who would fucking put like vials of like fucking whatever oh, yeah. was in their tits, and they'd fucking scoop you up and fucking you know like do the whole thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and like but it, it was new hampshire too you could smoke up there it was like one of the last areas they could actually smoke in like a bar and like all state and stuff like that what's dumb about new hampshire for years and years they, they th- believe they recently repealed it but you you weren't allowed to drink a beer on stage in new hampshire while playing <laughs> they like some weird the crowd fucking, was the crowd was allowed to yeah, they were allowed to, but if you they like some weird fucking Puritan law, they were like, "Well, you're considered working, sir. You shouldn't be drinking a fucking beer." And like, you uh, know, like, funny uh, how all that shit yeah. that that's new, this new, that is very old, right? <laughs> you know, their their rules are old. Like, there's still I, one bar. There's still one bar that you can started, but now right it's here. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. That, I mean, I understand that, like, they're like, oh, dude, you're working for a paycheck, so we're going to go ahead and cut that out. You can't you can't drink on the job kind of thing. But it's like, I mean, they're like, and they're, they're all fuck me metal. And as a as a Massachusetts person, like, fuck the arts. Like, you got to yeah, fuck well, <laughs> yeah, right? New Hampshire for years after going up there, like, there was a stretch when, like, when we were in Sox Commit, we were playing up there. There was They were having shows at a strip club. But the strip club... They would have clear pasties. That was a state law. You would have clear pasties on the nipples, and then they would, girls would always wear the bottoms too. So you got a thong up there too. And it was just always weird because I'm like, man, this is fucking weird. Like we're driving all the way up here, <laughs> and fucking we can't even see this. You know what we you think you're gonna see, and then here we are, and then we can't even drink beer on stage. And actually, now that we're at the strip club, the security's so fucking tight in the parking lot that we can't even get shit faced. And it's like, fuck, you know, like. It yeah. just pays itself out. Enough it's, to you still know? have a good time with the pasties, though. You can you can fill in the blanks. We did enough. Yeah, uh, fill in yeah the but blanks just go to fucking tens and fucking like the, these are the options for you in life. You don't have to be at that club. That's not the only stress. That's crazy though. So even with, pasties, you know? they wouldn't serve you alcohol. We we were topless and nothing else, and then you can have alcohol. 
anything below the belt, you can't serve alcohol. Yeah, once a, once yeah. they've exposed their beehole or you know, yeah, anything below the belt, you're getting you're getting yeah. Coke or Pepsi products. That's it. I want that Claremont Lounge fucking <laughs> bullshit right there. I want that Atlanta Claremont Lounge fucking strip club atmosphere. <laughs> I've that never been distinct. a strip club guy, dude. I, I was just like, it's a bunch I of guys. With, you don't have to be to go to the Claremont. Draw. You, it's a bunch you of go to the Claremont. That's all you guys need with boners life, around. It's like everyone's surrounded. It's like a bunch of guys with boners around me, and I'm like, we used to go to strip clubs with abnormality. What's so different? It was one of the most like stressful leaving things, and it ain't like we were getting our rocks off. But it was just like, all right, everybody relax. Just look at some tits. All right, just yeah, everybody take it easy. She can it's dance. like I know they're, they're doing have, they're know, doing like, MDA MDMA therapy. It's like how about tit therapy? I don't know. It's like like we're we want like as far as men we want to procreate. That's like our in our genetics we want to do that. So that I mean they're like oh, how about ketamine? How about it's like. I mean, butts and boobs. I I, under, I understand, but to me, like being in that environment, it's like the gross. It's just I just. It's weird. No, I don't like it either. Looking at like they look at them like they're fucking prey. They're like, dude that literally is having a shitty day. That if he just saw some tits, that day would turn around. I mean, that's probably what they're and, there and for. Though, he right? didn't have to take any chemicals. He just saw a couple tits. Boom. No, I think uh, no, I think guys that a lot of guys that like can't get them in their face like on their own are probably get more mad when they after they leave there because they're like I I I need this and I can't get it. Well, I have to pay for it. I get like more pissed. You know, I I don't know. (laughs) I know we fucking the last time I went to one, my drummer Jay, he would always drag me out to them, and he'd always fucking pay, drop twenty down or some shit for all of us. And we were in Zurich, Switzerland, and every strip club's just got a different vibe. Every country, every all these girls and states, they got different vibes. How the club is, the, and it was so weird. He's paying way too much money for a dumbass Heineken beer, and some girl wants to talk to you. And it's like get the fuck away from me. If I could see, I just want to sit here and just fucking relax and fucking whatever. You know, yeah. it's just I don't know. I think at the end of the day, though, there's a, there's a I, I don't know. Like when you're on tour and stuff like that, that's just when we were in Adam the Mallet, it was definitely something that like we kind of frequently did, like every tour. But the clam you all don't know about the Clamount Lounge. So the whole reason I brought that up was because fucking the Clamount Lounge in fucking Atlanta is one of the best fucking spots that you can go to after you played the masquerade fucking down there. I've been there a few times. Yeah. You never been to that club that's down there? You gotta look that up, bro. That's a fucking fun time, <laughs> brother. They got this old busted ass, like this old woman stripping up there, but they also got the honky tonk playing on the stage next to you. Mm. So it's sort of like half strip club, half honky tonk type thing. Like I don't know. People that would make me feel more comfortable. I'd be more comfortable that's, if like yeah. an old lady was like just I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on over there? And it'd be that's like a I mean. funny yeah. conversational piece rather than just yeah. like Everyone just been See, like, my oh, thing is like, this, dude. Like like anything I can tell that people are truly performing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've been to crazy sexual circus shows in Vegas and all that kind of shit. And yeah. but you can still see the the performer in all the people that you're watching. You know, and and I. I I'm not trying to denounce women who go stripping for their money. Like they can do whatever they want. That's that has nothing to do with me. If you're going to, but 
perform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if if I would respect all strippers who were like, I'm actually this is like an art to me. If I was like if I met somebody you gotta hang said, out with the right chicks that are artists that do it. You That's know the thing. But, but I, looked, I'm just coming from this mindset. Who looked at it in the same way as a, a, a an artist or a performer, I would look at, at them no differently than any way that I'm looking at you guys right now. You know, I, dude, I I like chicks that can dance, and watching a girl fucking move up and down a pole is a fucking skill. And you know, like for years, like a couple of years, I played with a band. Um, during the mid aughts they're called Sexcrement. And, you know, we were a band that was really all about fucking, you know, sexual provocation, almost like a fucking... After I left the band, they came more of like a fucking live, you know, act band where, you know, they had girls dancing on stage and shit like that. Um, but the fact is, is like, I've always been kind of fond of like the John Waters catalog and stuff like that, where there's a certain mm. like artistic edge, you know, it's like perversion, where it is tasteful and like to me that's what i'm saying it's like strip clubs is weird because it's like you know talking initially about this whole thing new hampshire in particular because you mm. know kind of like taking shots at new hampshire shows here and there but like the fact is like you know they got a strip club up there where it's like you know you think you're gonna see something but it's just pasties and bottoms and that's it and it ain't that much of a dance either it's just some girl just kind of slinking around fucking whatever it's cash as in. opposed to fuck yeah when nowadays you got burlesque is fucking you know Pretty much the same thing, but yet there's a tasteful fucking elegance and yeah. pageantry Dude, that's involved just, with that, right that there, just inevitably that. fucking makes this way more appealing. And it's just yeah, like, yeah, that's all I'm For driving at. It's like, exact... I like to observe, you know, like I just look at the ad as the ad. It's like, yeah, like I like the lo fi shit and I like the fucking high produced shit and I like the organic shit right here. And it's like, you know, this woman, that's why like, I started if, doing if this you, shit. If me you know? and my wife went to the strip club at some random strip club or whatever or me and my wife went to like a burlesque show that i knew that they put time and effort and made it like a whole night thing oh dude i'm spending my money over there because even though yeah it's sexually you know driven but there's art involved and it might even lead to something with me and my lady that night, you know, after all, oh, that might charge us up a little bit. That's probably the whole point of those performances, right? Is to go out as a couple, watch it, enjoy the art and be like, you know what? That just made sure it's a that beautiful we thing sex tonight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there it is. And funny and, how yeah, that happens, huh? Wow, it is. And and, and <laughs> actually, if you really think about it, that's even more um, wrong in the sense that they're they're actually guiding the rest of your night after that performance as well. They're saying you're you're done with this. No, actually, you're not done with it. It's gonna leak out into the rest of your night. You're gonna have a. I feel like time. strippers are like <laughs> used car salesmen. Versus like an actual performer, which is like a, I don't know, like yeah. a Bentley salesman. I don't know. It's kind of like, even though they're they're fucking sharky and shitty as fuck. Um, it just feels like uh, it's like yeah, this is what you want, like something dumb and raw, and like I'm stupid at it, like but like my butt's out. So what do you think? Here, throw one dollar bills at me, please. <laughs> like versus like mm -hmm. a burlesque show, which I've actually never been to, but I know that it's kind of like a. 
Sounds performance. Fun. It's like a it's like a play, right? Like with yeah, like it's, it's a whole night. Well, yeah. 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 It's like they have to practice or together. It's a show. As a, yeah. As a, as a team, they have to practice together as a team. No, like the that, no it, it's not even that. It's <laughs> like synchronized whole... over here. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not just like <laughs> choreography, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Lift your left butt cheek at this time, you know. If they all farted together, it'd be like, damn, that's fucking <laughs> coordination. But uh, so okay, so let's get into you playing back for two and a half hours in. Um, so you booking shows, playing stuff like that, playing punk bands, stuff like that. So when did you start kind of getting into more like? Because you, I mean, it seems like in that area is a uh, fucking like constant band stuff, like just bands everywhere, like everyone's competing, and the hot thing was hardcore and punk back in the day. And then it then it kind of switched over to metal. You got the Palladium. Is, is Scott is Scott Lee still around? I don't know. I've, I've never worked with him ever. Oh, okay, he, he was out in like he he. I believe he is. He's out in Western Mass for the longest of time. He's out in Holyoke and okay. like uh, Springfield. And uh, the whole mass concerts thing hasn't really been a thing lately. Like, okay, well, okay. I'm, no, it is. Like they do the metal and hardcore, but like, <coughs> pardon me, it's one of the the. Uh, it just hasn't been as dominant, I think. Um, yeah. Eh, I sound weird saying that. I think shows gates are better than they've ever been now. But like at the same time, there's just not as much as, as high as a frequency at the Palladium, so to say. Uh, they change ownership. So. Oh, that's, gotcha. That's I'm trying to phrase. Yeah. I mean, so you, you've been, you know, like as far as, you know, the band. I mean, honestly, like seeing you in Naraxis and what you have been a part of before was completely almost seems completely different to what Naraxis was and like that's how i met yeah. you so yeah yeah Naraxis was tricky them? it was tricky because fucking i came from uh you know i i i had like a few bands before, uh, before i got to that level I, the sex I had so sex uh, yeah you, you mentioned the multiple, your bass player that bass player of that band is in uh like a big yeah blue blue came in after me blue. like yeah blue he's in fit for an autopsy now fit for uh, an autopsy. In, in distant uh dysentery fucking you know like uh very good friend of mine dear friend of mine Lo- i didn't recognize him he time. like came up to me one time at a show and i was like he's like, what's up dude that's yeah. going i was like i have no idea who that guy is and then i saw <laughs> the old pictures of us and i'm like oh he used to have long hair and he shaved his head. he had longer hair but he <laughs> when we first met we both had like high tight fucking la looks number 10 hair joel so we had nice like gelled up hair and all that yeah, stuff yeah. he had we did the sideburns and all that you know looking good yeah, looking yeah. fresh you know mm-hmm. yeah. and uh we you know it's like you you both evolved together and you know with sushkman I, I was fortunate enough to i believe it was like 16 songs i got to co-write with them we, we did a full oh, yeah. album did a couple other things you know some pre-production the first time i got to go to germany to fucking play oh yeah uh, Made made a lot, you know, some good trips to fucking um, Central Illinois Metal Fest, um, mm-hmm. 2007. Got to hook up with Wayne Nup from Devourment, the OG singer of Devourment. Who yeah, released him with uh, David Meyer on the uh, Death Metal US fucking mm-hmm. album. Um, some of the best times of my life. It's just an awesome band, hard partying band, heavy band, um, genuine. Yeah, back when you were in your um, access, you would tell me sexcrement. I remember, like, I had like shirts and shit of sexcrement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, fucking like, sexcrement was definitely um, 
like you know kind of like the Mur- like rich uh, a friend of mine rich Juarez, said we were the murphy's law of death metal which was a really cool thing but i think nowadays it's kind of tragic that like you know it's not here now because I, it, it really hits it so well it was really heavy groovy uh kind of like a jungle rot like just like mm-hmm. down heavy sort of shit um i mean it, it's all out there for you but essentially yeah, yeah. fucking like you know like that band was ahead of its time in terms of, you know, we talk about like fucking, you know, sexual content and stuff like that and drawing waters, you know, like I think that stuff is, it was really, really ahead of its time in terms of like, you know, level of artistry and, you know, just presentation that kind of like lacking from nowadays stuff, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know, but it was weird going from fucking sexual to fucking Naraxis because, you know, like, yeah, how did that how did that even become? Because it seems like it's a Canadian band that's like a technical like yeah. metal band and, and sex Crimson's like a, a totally different style. How'd you guys link paths on that? I've been going to Quebec for uh once a year. I haven't been there since probably nineteen. Um but uh what brought what, why? I love it up there. My mother's family, like my great grandfather came from Quebec, like we're talking like the Mexicans down here, the French Canadian, oh, Quebecois, God. like fucking mm-hmm. like it was oh, a big wave of migration in 1899 and like they all came down mm-hmm. and like we took a pilgrimage was um you know we saw none so vile played and it was the first time that they uh did none so vile live track for track with lot warm coming back oh yeah and um yeah, yeah so like we drove up in my taurus with fucking alan and adam from goratory and uh it was like six six people in my car like you know six passionate cat and um epic night because we ended up fucking connecting with uh Safala carnage we went to an after party at um steven henry's house who, oh uh, yeah i didn't know steven fucking who's yep. pretty renowned tech and light guy yep um big old patty got you know i mean he was a dude in naraxis and uh yeah. you know we were american guys there we were talking shit about the habs <laughs> and uh i just kept going back up there we stayed in touch you know like we went back a couple it was like two or three years later we saw a thing called uh extreme distortion fest i remember it was myself with alan and adam from Goratory. we went to albany and rode up with jason kaiser justin nipper um mm-hmm. they were in mucopus back then jason's now origin. In origin and um that was a weird festival. It was like a roller rink or some shit, like fucking a Laval. <laughs> um, Mattia played. A bunch of old Quebecois bands played. It was the first time we saw Despise Icon, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, just talked to Robbie, you know, at the merch table. He was looking for a gig in fucking... In Robbie Western, Miley? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Is it Millie or Miley? Millie. Uh, Miley. Miley in my whole life. He's, he's, Rob's Canadian. He, I give him blessings on whatever day he say. He, he's a sweetheart. Yes, he's one of the most endearing people ever. Yeah, you know? exactly. I agree. And, and everybody, and that's the thing, that band was full of people that um, I gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. When they did trilateral progression, I was really fully enamored with them. Um, Ian Campbell, you know, being, you know, a wonderful front man, a really powerful front man. Enchanté, miserable. <laughs> I know you can. I remember that. You you actually saw the Beer Walker, I haven't seen you since fucking... Uh, obscene extreme this kid over here fucking <laughs> be a walker talking about that but um nah they're like fucking uh yontiel would come down like we like uh just talked about hockey a lot like that was like yeah. it, it was just genuine like you know like just 
talking like I'm talking to you about sports. Yeah. And um we I remember Evan came down, well Evan from Sushman um we went to it was a really epic Bruins game and um shit, I think it was 2008, you can look it up. It was at one point ranked like the second greatest Bruins game ever in the history of the God and, and it was the Bruins versus the Habs in the game 6. And mm-hmm. fucking Jan bought us all tickets and came down with his father and two of the dudes he worked with and we went there and just raised hell. It's just it's just, just always been this really incredible friendly rivalry with uh Montreal that's sort of with Boston and you know shit like that. And like mm-hmm. I don't know. It it, it really kind of like came to a head, I think, even when you see like so like like talking um about going to, I, I grew up in Nambu with Cryptopsy. Um just because I was like, fuck, you know, I didn't know there was a band from fucking Quebec that could fucking play like this. There was no punk bands in yeah. there that did that stuff. And the more you dug in and all that, like, you know, you go back in time and eventually get to like even here and like Whisper Supremacy and fucking <laughs> we were, Bay. Anthony, uh, we were, no, we were yeah, planning a thing uh, tonight that actually we fell through last second. About an hour into this, but he he pulled out just because he's got work. The Salvo early, was gonna come on. Was gonna come oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, I'm fucking down, and then like, he's like, oh shit, time difference. I have to wake up at six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 but we love. Yeah, we love that Mike, shift. Dude. Mike is uh, a a cool dude that I I love being connected with ever since we started doing this thing. You know, that was one of my main influences back in the day. Dude. Oh my god, is this the Luke that I'm thinking of? Yeah, it's Luke, fucking dude. The, I tell that story all the time, dude. We like. I don't know if the cops, cops tried stealing my. I think was it was Joel. If he's talking about me, there's a dude yeah, that you. was that literally that we were in Montreal together playing with Deeds of Flesh, and we were drinking on the street, and the guy's like, "Put the." He's all like, "Give me fifty bucks or something," or he like wanted he like tried to shake us down. Yeah, try to shake us down for money or something. And Whoa, Luke's just and Luke's crazy. just all like, well, "Get the fuck out!" Like customers, are you bribing us? Fuck! Well, you want us to bribe you? But and just, and the dude, the cop just ran off, dude. Is that Luke? Is that you, Luke? Because that was that was an, an insane story. We were like outside of the because you were there with me. It was, I mean, not at that moment, but it was uh, outside the La Petite Cafe or something like that. And uh, oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. Yeah, that was dude. That so, I tell that story all the time because people go like, "There's been multiple times where I've I ha- I've bribed police officers and stuff, for him. Wow. like and like and this guy wanted us to bribe him, and then this dude Luke's like, I, from what I remember, his his voice is really loud. He's very loud, yeah. and it was just like, oh, r- what the fuck? You trying to fucking bribe us right <laughs> now? And, like, and he just ran <laughs> off, dude. The cop just ran with his tail between his legs in Montreal. And it was my first time in Montreal. Dude, that was insane, dude. <laughs> that was just... Yeah, he was trying to like here, steal dude. my passport or something like that. He was like trying to trying to fucking cafe campus. That's what it was. God damn, how you been, man? Jesus Christ. I'd love to talk to you again. Shout was out like, Luke. I think Luke, you're in a different country now. I think I, I randomly looked it up and like it came up in my shit and I looked it up and you're like in Colombia now or something. I don't know. I saw something recently. But yeah, no, Luke Luke is a uh, is he he's like in Colombia now or something, right? Or some is or am I tripping? I haven't seen up? Luke since I've seen Extreme in fucking nineteen. We were uh what happened to Malady. Okay. <clears throat> no, he literally like scared a cop away because the cop was like trying to take my passport and wanted a hundred fifty or fifty bucks or something from me for drinking a, a Pabst blue ribbon outside. Yeah. And Luke he was like, you know, Luke's voice is so 
aggressive and loud. He's like, what the fuck? You're trying to fucking bribe me? <laughs> and, dude, the cop just ran off, dude. <laughs> the cops have always been weird up there. The first yeah. when we were on tour, like, fucking uh, with Naraxis on the Summer Slaughter, they were on strike gotcha. one year because they uh-huh. were like, the cops like, we want to wear shorts. Fucking, and they're like, they're like, no, you wear shorts. And they go, fuck you. But they still couldn't strike, so they just wore shorts anyways. And I was like, ah, oh, like, it was weird. Like, they couldn't technically fuck with people, but they were still in the draw. It was very bizarre. I don't know. But that's, dude, that's the thing is like, we, we, we really kind of like, I, I, myself in particular, just grew up in a real sincere fascination at Quebec because it's like, yeah, it's a trip. Wow. This, it's like going to fucking Europe, but I'm still totally, here, and it's totally. only like eight hours away. Quebec City, and like, like all those like roads and shit, and like with all yeah, the dude. yeah, yeah, all that shit's wild, dude. It's, I was it's there totally with you. Strange. I think it was our 400th year anniversary, and I think I was there with you. I think they were celebrating their 400th year anniversary with the Faceless and Vela Maya, and and yeah, I think, yeah, we played was, that fucking was it was called like uh, was there was the was, underground, but I think that was in Toronto. There was a fucking skate pack that was like three stories up. In like fucking um, Montreal. This is, fuck, I can't remember. Quebec City had my best burrito I've ever had in my life, and I've been Quebec to San Diego many times. And there was like this one. We you might have been with me, but there were, we were walking down the street, and there was this place that didn't have a sign. It was just a guy with a grill inside, and he's like, "What do you want, burrito?" And just like cooked up fresh, like all the vegetables and everything, and just gave it to us. And I'm like, "This is the best fucking." Burrito, and that night I actually found out about poutine. I never heard about poutine, and people were like yelling at us about poutine. And I was like, "What the fuck is poutine? Like, let's go." Yo, poutine's played the fuck out right now. I know, I know, I know. It is. It's in fucking Trader talk. Joe's now. It's like in it's like in grocery it. stores now. Yeah, I know. Poutine, motherfuckers out there talking about poutine. Half you, y'all don't understand what poutine is. It should be indulged when you're shit faced after two yeah. fucking a.m. Yeah. on Catherine Street. Yeah, you go to La Belle Province. Saint Catherine Street. Fucking, yep. That's yep. what you do. It ain't this artisan creation. It ain't some nope. fucking food truck fucking thing. It ain't truffle yep. infusion. Fucking, I hate this shit. I fucking hate this mm. shit. Fucking like they've turned like the. It's like Preach. it's trash fucking food that's supposed to be eaten while you're shit faced. It ain't a twenty dollar mm. entree. You know also, I mean? it's kind of like, one of those like, things that like you you go there and you find out about it and then you indulge in it. You don't like now. It's like this. Everyone talks about poutine like. Like, cause, no, yeah. cause the internet and all the things like poutine, poutine, well, like, like how I eat garlic fries at a giant's game or something is how I would look at po- poutine. You know, I wouldn't get you have to be there like meal or something like, Oh, oh I would eat as a meal. Poutine. I've eaten. Y'all don't respect French fucking cuisine enough. All right. Yeah. That's yeah, what's yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah, make yeah. it down proper with the French. I make a nice, I do the coin feet for you. I make a meal of cassoulet. So what the fuck what is that? You got to break it down now. Cassoulet. Cassoulet, my man. This is an old, old world tech. This come from the old country. All right. You all get right, the white beans, the great northern white beans. All right. And then you cook those son of a bitches down. All right, and then you get your nice sausage. You fucking get a nice sausage and cook that son of a bitch down, and then you get a nice ground pork. Bring me a pound or two of ground pork, and you make a nice little pate with that son of a bitch, okay? And then you get yourself some duck or maybe a goose, and you do the corn feet. And how you do the corn feet is you cook that son of a bitch for about forty-eight to seventy-two hours at a very low heat, very low heat. Submerged in water, Fabio's face. And then, I, know, I, know, I know. I was about to say that. Who be that fucking motherfucker? Yeah, take that care goose, of that Fabio right there. That goose was fucking. 
<laughs> you get that fucking foul, that water foul like that, cooked down to like a rendered shit where it's cooked in its own fat, simmered yeah. like that, and then you put it into a fucking casserole fucking style where it's all layered like that, that shit will change your life, brother. Mm, God damn. That shit's a fucking dish right I'm, there. You're just making me feel like simplicity. That's French cooking, though. That's French. That's talking about being a peasant. That's talking about surviving with a community, putting together what you got, and making the best of what you have. That's that's Mm -hmm. French living right there. Totally. And that's what the people do up there. That's what they do. You talk about hard living. We're talking about pea soup. We're talking about fucking poutine. We're talking about fucking. You call them French Canadians. I think there's there's two different groups of people, right? Would you say that the the French French and the French Canadians are two like to me they're from what I've I've observed and dealt with, I feel like there's the three French people there, Joel. You get your yeah. French, you French go. Canadians, and the Canadians. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Motherfucking French Canadians is the real ones out of all them. Yeah, motherfuckers. yeah. Because they're getting I, screwed by all of them cocksuckers put together. Fucking I feel like, like the the Canadians are like kind of like they're kind of like from Wisconsin. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like the French Canadians are like have an old country th- vibe to them. You know, there's like a there's two different kind of vibes that I feel there. I mean, and then you go to Vancouver and all it was like. Hey, you get the method. full vibe. <laughs> yeah. That's where I got the full vibe when we toured. We did that trans Canadian thing because I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, like we booted across the one from Warren Nuara. Fucking, I can't even say that's right, but fucking, that's where the singer Naraxis came from. Some mining town up there, right? Yeah, that's mining. Industry. Alex, Alex, no, fuck, uh, Ian Campbell was the old oh, singer no, no. from the old singer, the old singer, yeah, and um, so fucking like you booted across that, but by the time you get to fucking um, Winnipeg because that's what we did we played fucking toronto and this is a really obscene route but we went from toronto back to fucking montreal north then booted across straight it was like two and a half day drive just to go from montreal to fucking winnipeg hottest country ever no cell phone for like fucking hours you know like just dead zones and by the time you leave which is Manitoba's far out because it's like just Minnesota, so you get a lot of lakes and all that bullshit. Yeah. But then when you get to fucking Saskatchewan, then you got that plains and that rolling mm-hmm. plains. Yeah. And you got the Alberta. And then you understand. I've done the, the full drive through Canada. I get exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. It ain't no different though. You was talking about fucking six states in New England. Every state's got that personality. It's about the industry that's driving and supporting it. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's no different than up north. It's it's all the factors that drive and, and drive the cultural fucking, you know. But in Canada, there's states that you drive through that are fucking like the, the population of Rhode Island, but it's the fucking mass of California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they all live within like 25 miles of the border, too. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Which is like crazy. Like they have an obscene amount of terrain and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like New you know, that's a lot like New England, too, because a lot of like people in like New Hampshire live within like the fucking border of that shit. And like just so they can work in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, Damn. like just like crossing yeah. every day to your fucking your fucking livelihoods. Like I got to cross the border every day. And then like, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Did you, do you uh, we played. I don't remember if it was on that tour. We played Prince George, Canada, and it was in like a hockey rink. Yeah, yeah, the hockey. I didn't play rink. there yeah. with you guys, but I played the summer slot and we played Prince George. It was yep. it was definitely a hockey rink. Uh, there was no ice, obviously it was the middle of summer. We played that that tour was headlined by fucking goddamn necrophages. Oh fucking, no, we were supposed yeah. to be on that. We really? got we got stopped at the border. We couldn't get in. We were on that tour and we couldn't get into that. We were like got stuck at some border crossing because they wanted to charge us like three thousand dollars to tax our merch because we were like 
let's be because we were hiding it before me like yeah we're promotional use only doing that whole thing and then um we were like we're being a professional band now let's go through the border <laughs> as a normal band and they're like uh three thousand dollars like, we don't have that yeah <laughs> we, like, we don't have and we just had to sit at the border and we missed all those shows that's i know exactly what you're talking about that's insane that's, that's top rick yeah yeah no i mean as far as uh i mean crossing the border yeah you had to so their whole thing is to count you in each piece of merchandise is worth a certain price they tax you on it and then when you come back they count you out right yeah, and then right. they they give you a, a rebate yeah it's like going to switzerland i mean like that's what's weird about europe is like you still have these situations like in switzerland they'll just shake you out for everything like count yeah. it. and then like they got a file on you like yeah fuck you know like <laughs> I gotta check with these assholes again, you know. Speaking like, of cephalic carnage, dude, funniest border crossing ever with them. Like, we like went through and like we were like at the time we were kind of like, whatever, dude. We're the most weed smoking band. Fuck, you. we're like as a joke, kind of like a fun joking thing. And we'd sit on stage and go back and forth. And uh, you know, we were we knew we were hitting the border, so we smoked all of our shit. Like, you know, probably fifty miles before we hit the border, got rid of it, and then you know they still had us go in, and sit down, and. uh Fucking, I was there with Leonard, <laughs> fucking Cephalic, and the fucking weed dog or the 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 drug smelling dog kept biting him, dude. <laughs> oh, really? It bit him like three times, dude. And they're ripping <laughs> apart his whole van. They were like, rip, they're like, we know you're hiding. Like, you had the good cop, bad cop thing come in. Like, it's like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, the, the dog's detected something. And then the guy's like, we know you're hiding it. Where is it, blah, blah, And it's like, dude, we fucking got rid of it. We've been a band for like 20 years. We're not like fucking trying to hide anything from you. And uh, they were like ripping out their fucking bumper and they found like a little nug like somewhere like in their bumper that maybe someone like dropped in. I don't know how it got there. Just forgot about but, it. Yeah. Like yeah. the dog, I remember like I was sitting with Leonard like originally when we were getting pulled out and the dog bit him while we were getting out of the vans. <laughs> like He's like, what the fuck, dude? Your dog's biting me. And then I was me and Leonard sitting next to each other in like a Canadian crossing. And the dog's like smelling, going through all of us and smelling us. And then it goes up to yeah. Leonard again and bites him again. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all right, dude, you guys win. You guys are the stone. <laughs> like the dog is biting you every time. Like the drug dog is like thinks you're drugs or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you, you win one to nothing. You guys got us on that. But yeah, just that leaking, was just sweating drugs everywhere. Here. Yeah, I was just about to say it'd be hilarious if he didn't have anything yeah. on him. He just was smelling. Oh, he didn't have anything. He didn't have anything on him. We we're going through a fucking gnarly fucking crossing. Everyone got rid of yeah, all their I bet shit. You if you like, because you know how like when you process weed, you just rub your hand together and you got hash. I bet you if you just rubbed your hands on Lenzig for a while, <laughs> you would end up with enough to just like pack a bowl with real quick. Dude, it's he's like, one of the realest dudes, man. Like, I know, we no, crashed out at his place in Colorado. Oh yeah. And like fucking, it was one of the first times I really got to see like good grow. Like I saw, I've seen grows, but like it was one of the first I saw like a really good. Yeah. And it was just something he had outside. Like it was like you know it was like late October I think or some shit in Colorado. And you know it was dude like Leonard will tell you like he a, a big reason he was into hockey was because of Yontiel from fucking from Naraxis, which was the okay. dude that you know I'm, I'm covering for. It was, it was the bass player and shit. Like mm -hmm. you know, like you, you know, got all into fucking you know like trading cards and you know shit like that and action figures and what have you and like you know it's just sort of like part of the identity even of the band is like hockey and a lot of that lineage just strictly goes back to like even Naraxis because you know. 
totally. That's that's that was such a big part. Like it's sort of sad to me. Like I hate coming off like an old man, but it's like there was a different like the networking had a different strength and quality to it back then. Where Are you born eighty four? Eighty three. Eighty three. Okay. Yeah, and like. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like you know I talk about the Gore Toy dudes a lot too, and like like mm-hmm. one band that like you you'd find because like and I, I'm still the same way. Like you talk about new music a lot, I always just end up supporting people that I love. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what I dig in on the most. That's what I dig the most is people I care about, people I've worked right. with. That's what I want to hear. That's what I actually want to fucking really revel in. Oh yeah. And it's sort of like. You get to a point where it's sort of like I don't know, like between fucking like having all your boys like just kill shit like that. It's like it's a lot to be grateful for. And totally. I don't know, like even the thing with like Sephora Carnage is like that's what I'm talking about. They were like one of the first bands I've ever seen like play live. Like one of the first like Same going to play too, me, you know. Like I'm like, yeah. wow, who the fuck is this band? Yeah. And now you know, like you end up fucking, you know. <laughs> causing trouble with the fellows for a couple of years down the road and everybody kind of intermingles and fucking knows each other and everything in between. You know, yeah. Like, right. I don't know. It's just different. It's just different. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't trade the experience in, for all the world in terms of like, cause that, that integration was so organic. And at the same time too, a lot of it played into the fact that I just, I love Quebec and it's like, I've always gone out of my way to accommodate bands from that area. I've always welcomed them with open arms. It's it's a difficult fucking place to be, you know, being French, yeah. you know, let alone Canadian down here. It's, you know, you know it, it, it's definitely a fucking integration. And, you know, I, I've been, I've had the pleasure of booking fucking numerous fucking bands over the years and having many of them fucking roll through and crash out and shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. like fucking yeah. getting to know all these dudes eventually, you know, like the Salvo fucking shows up one day, you know, it's like, right. fuck, you know, like shit's fucking wild, you know. That's kind of this uh, podcast and, has been for us. Like we were just like, you know, talk, and you said, you know, Whisper Supremacy. That was like the album that took me from listening to like Slayer and, you know, like some earlier hardcore stuff like Bane and Poison the Well and stuff. I was like into. And then I heard uh, Cryptopsy and I'm like, this is what the fuck am I doing? This is insane. This is like the shit that I want to play. And and then having him on the podcast and then and then it's like before, you know, it's like it's we're all just. You know, I mean, we all know that we're all just humans, but like when you have had this guy on your fucking wall, you know, like as a kid, you know, on a poster or something, like, and then you're just like, oh, it's just this guy's fucking rad. This guy's just like a cool dude that like didn't make millions from it or, you know, like he just fucking loved it and like you did. And now you're 40 almost, Joel. And like now you're in the same kind of shoes, you know, it's kind of like just showing respect to, those kind of folks and uh i'm drunk and i'm just rambling mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good buddy our <laughs> role too but you know and i think you no. Know, yeah. Joel. <laughs> but no so i mean so from iraq so abnormality so from my perspective so we've been friends for a long time but um it was so cool you know for me like i had not been touring i was kind of like all right i gotta get my life i gotta you know money out here it's like you know if you want to rent up a studio it's five thousand dollars a second um i was kind of like all right i kind of kind of put this down and try to like survive kind of thing you know i was and with decrepit i was like i i basically was like i can't financially do the next tour like i'll be homeless if i come back and i just don't want to do i don't want to do homeless i'm just not a big fan so i was like uh hitting up like a boyer hit up a bunch of people and like was like hey let me, let me teach you the parts or whatever and like 
just like needed my spot filled. I wasn't trying to fuck over the band I was leaving because they're about to go on a tour and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just really uh, it's a trip just to fucking to see you with abnormality. I was like watching you playing these big ass shows, and I'm like, fuck yeah! If anyone deserves it more, it's Josh. Like I, I like I was fucking. So sick. I was seeing you play these big ass shows, these like big ass crowds and shit, and I'm sitting at home, just like kind of like bummed. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but at the same time, like my buddies that I had met on the road, there's people that are doing it huge, and I, I, I fucking absolutely love that. So meeting them, how did that come up? Well, I've uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, Abnormality was really, I think, the time I was out, probably the the most commercially successful thing you want to say that i've ever done like yeah you know, like clearly um but i've known jay for years and years uh their drummer back in Goratory. and you know like i've always always stayed in touch with jay uh very very close to a friend of mine and um you know after he left Goratory, he fucking he was always still around he he wasn't playing with them but um he'd pop in every now and then and you know yeah checking on jay and I got him affiliated with a band called Terrorism. And that band eventually dissolves and becomes fucking abnormality. That's where he meets Malika. I, I got to know Malika initially. Uh, I, I mentioned the Trap and Block. There was a band. Uh, I had this old band um, in between Sacrament um, and Ascendancy called The Horde. And we played a gig at the Trap and Block. And this chick just walked up there with this band Phantom Limb and uh, did like two songs. And uh, I was just completely blown away because it was this little petite girl in a long fucking ankle length fucking dress, fucking killing it. Yeah. And she looked nothing at all like anything. She was an Indian girl. I was like, who the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. I can't believe this is a possibility. Brutal fucking 2000, yeah, yeah. Fucking, you know, like five or whatever year we're in, like Duffinals mm-hmm. actually coming places, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, eventually, fucking, she hooks up with Terrorism. Uh, my band, Abhorred, played at the Natick, like, Legion. No, it was like a center for the arts. It was downtown. And um, it was kind of a couple blocks away from where Gortz, where I live. Like, um, you know, a couple, bunch of bands like um, Black Dahlia Murder, um, bands like these all stayed at the Goratory place in Natick. And um, anyways, fucking, like, uh, all our bands break up. And eventually, Abnormality becomes a thing. And by the time, you know, like 2006 happens, they're doing fucking shows. I started booking some of the earlier shows with Sashkerman at O'Brien's, a couple of spots around town and shit. And uh, we played, it was a pretty infamous show where uh, Jay had a fucking, uh, I think it was like his 30th birthday party. He had uh, dehumanized, came up and uh, played his house in his garage where everybody plays. That was the Sashkerman abnormality. It was like one of their first shows ever. And the humanized headline that it was wicked fucking sick. And um yeah, we just always stayed in touch. After I eventually left fucking Naraxis and, and Sushkerman. And when I took my gear out of the Sushkerman place in Framingham, I didn't know where to go. I didn't really want to bring it home. So I just showed up at Jay's house and dropped it in his garage. And I said, I'll sh- I'll see you at practice fucking. Yeah, you know, that was around this time of year in two thousand eight or nine, whatever that was. But um, yeah, and uh, the you know it was a really challenging first year and a half. Um, it's we're actually kind of like uh, 
I don't know what the word is. I've, I've, I've never really recognized how to explain. It's not necessarily fortunate or grateful. I guess I am grateful of anything, but uh, the first like year and a half of that band were really tricky. Um, we had a former guitar player who recorded a full album. There's a full abnormality album that never got finished or released. Like it was in the mixing stage and all those songs are lost. Like they did a, essentially a, wow. a three song demo that, which was really prosperous for them in the days of CD baby. And mm-hmm. they made it a real good chunk of change, but they had the, Adam Malley had a really awful, awful breakup with a, a, a former member where eventually we lost the complete full album, full length album uh, during the wow. mixing stage. And, you know, some fun say the least yeah. like it was, it was just a really bad bad breakup and um it was weird for me because honestly like i came i came from the world of tour with naraxis kind of running away from it like i basically i i recognized everything that uh the system was built up to be in that structure and what it takes to, to be successful at that level because you really gotta mm-hmm. stay out there you know what i mean like you gotta be out there doing the damn thing yeah and um but it was also my first time getting acquainted to the even like merch cuts and shit like that. And this is 2000, yeah. you know, like 15 years ago. So it's like, it started. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just sort of like, I don't know, dude, I don't know. And like, I wasn't necessarily looking to fucking, you know, tour, but I, I couldn't step back. Cause I took my playing to a level with Naraxis. That was a whole new level of, you know, proficiency and, you know, just executionism and et cetera. And, abnormality was the next logical step so i never really get to the position where you know like we end up doing um a three-song ep collective quantum immortal oblivion and uh it was awesome it was like yeah. one of my favorite things we ever like did we did it with pete rucho who did the section album pete also did uh rucho did um revocation like a mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like all that. Not. Yeah, Rucho's got that sound, baby. Fucking Rucho's got Rucho's the fucking Bob Rock and fucking mobile shit like that. He lives a couple of fucking towns away from me down the road, and uh, just I, you know, he's a dude that's been banging around here for years and years. Like fucking, you know, like just one of these guys that's just one like world class fucking dudes. And like I'm talking about path of the course guys in like like New England. Like you know, like there's really no shitty dude in like massachusetts really i think everybody's like a really good player but like anyways fucking um the animality thing takes off i mean i don't think it's any secret um mm-hmm. you know we, we really kind of hit it right because um not only did we have a really um good fucking sound that fucking i think was you know fucking driving and attracting people in good show but you know we ended up in a situation where um we were featured in rock band two you know very popular video game as a bonus track opened up a lot of people's eyes and ears to fucking who we were and we hit that in coordination with myspace fucking you know like kind of in, in facebook too like facebook was kind of like the fresh fucking platform back then and mm-hmm. we had a bunch mm-hmm. of organic shit like you know like just naturally you know right place right time shit honestly you know Right. And um, you know, it eventually we did one album uh with with Savage Records out of Rochester, the fucking the great fucking Barrett up there, fucking mm-hmm. awesome dude. And you know that's the thing, like Abner has always been a really brutal fucking East Coast 
style band that's reveled in like the suffocation cryptopsy type style and um you know we i I, th- I thought the first album's definitely a benchmark for like you know what we can be um you know like in terms of being technical but yeah brutal and, you know everything like that but um yeah i don't know like the abnormality stuff gets weird because like eventually like we we sign with metal blade and the band gets a little the concept of touring, you know, which is something like I mentioned, I kind of ran away from, you know, in terms of being a little bit fucking spooked out by fucking what it takes to be at that level. You it became know, full time. It became full time, and I'm sort of, you know, I'm fully cognizant. I'm like, man, I don't know if these, I don't know if this is the right band for that. I just don't know, yeah. you know, like. And that's the thing, touring fucking really kicked the shit out of us. I got hospitalized for fucking. That's like, right. Yeah. And fucking. Yeah. Diety for like a week. I got stuck in fucking goddamn Dayton. After that tour ended, fucking both my our guitar players came home, broke up with their girlfriends, had to leave their house. Fucking Damn. drummer had a, fucking, oh, drummer had a heart shit. attack. Fucking like in like July, like just a couple months after that. That's some serious yeah. voodoo on that run, bro. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Is that kind of like what led to the? Because I I don't. I just we did two we did two more tours after that, bro. We okay. did we did another leg with with Black Dahlia and it was fantastic. It was probably the best thing we ever did by far. Like it was just yeah, and, and Napalm Death was there too. I have the distinct pleasure, fellas, mm-hmm. of sitting next oh, yeah. to Bonnie. I got to sit next to Bonnie the night oh, that yeah. Donald Trump was elected fucking president. <laughs> so that was that was immediately following the the craziness of the all the negativity of that previous tour and then the next tour year like yeah within six months brother like fucking i was like you know like i ended that last like 10 days i got stuck in a whole fucking hospital that's crazy and, dude. So take and us i went to one of those shows take I us through, through that a little yeah. bit so how yeah. that happened i had fucking exhaustion because I stay up late fucking every night sitting shotgun looking for cops fucking while we're driving between cities and we don't have a driver. So and plus it's only like two or three benches in the fucking van. So there's really no place to sleep. And I'm not getting any fucking sleep. Right. And um, you know, throughout the course of the day you're sitting around and just fucking started fucking freaking out about a couple things here and there and shit like that. And fucking just I remember reason. asking what was the singer's name? Mal- Mal- Malika. Malika. I was yeah. like, uh, Maliga? Yeah. Okay. I remember like going up to her and it's been like, it was uh, me and some friends. And I was like, fuck, where the fuck is Josh? And she gave like a totally media trained, like, oh, like he's got sick. I'm like, had to go. I, I mean, you I were sick. Thing, I got a thing <laughs> where fucking, I start retching and, and vomiting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, okay. I can't stop. I just can't yeah, stop. Yeah. It's a thing. It happened to me. I didn't know what. I know that I was played in Oakland with Naraxis, bro. I had a fucking same situation. I got a fucking like all out anxiety attack fucking after a gig. We were playing in Oakland that night at the opera house or some shit. Yeah. Fucking spilled beer in the van. Alex went nuts on me. Fucking like, you know, <laughs> grabbed me by like the fucking like, you know, like. You like be diamond shit. cutter you like, or something or what? what you fucking, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, it wasn't just that. It was like there was a lot of tension in the band. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same situation in Maldi. It was like there was just genuine tension between everybody. And like it makes you sick. It just makes right. you sick. It's just it's That's not a that crazy, actually mature ass move to be like, well, there's this tension. 
like maybe we should move on kind of thing you know and i don't know if that's what happened <laughs> But, no, it wasn't you, like that. No. Oh, okay, <laughs> shit. Well, anyways, because you're immature motherfuckers. <laughs> I had a panic because it was exhaustion. I was trying to be like fucking vegetarian and like I wasn't eating enough. So, was this like, towards the end of his life? Was this towards the end of the band? No, no, no. This is like the first tour we did. This is that's the first thought, tour okay. we did yeah, yeah. as like a Metal Blade band. Okay, that's right. This is like somehow like the sixth or seventh tour that I've done too. And like I just fucking, you know. Yeah. But like, it was a whole situation because fucking our our guitar player Sam was also like doubling up as as guitar tech for fucking uh, Mac Rizzo with Soulfly. Oh, so yeah. we had to fucking book it after every show to fucking be there for these Soulfly fucking sound checks at like fucking right. ten, twelve, you know, like. Damn. So I'm just getting fucking wrecked because I'm like I'm not eating well. I'm fucking staying up overnight. I'm just jacked to be on the road and fucking living mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know everything. Fucking Adderalls and whatever you know, like it's just <laughs> yeah, all this yeah. shit at once, right? You know. And meantime, too, I'm in school. I'm trying to study and fucking doing all this shit. You know. Damn, just overwhelmed. Yeah, no, too much. You know, and that's my thing. I get fucking sick. I start throwing up and shit, and fucking I just can't stop. And it's like you know, yeah, yeah, it's fucking torture. You know, it's just. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I showed up to the hospital. I'm like, I'm fucking sick. And, you know, like, what do you what do you think's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I've had this happen before and they've given me morphine. It's just, you know, takes care of me and that's fine. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then like, all right, junkie. Seeking drugs, fucking, you know, and there's some yeah, law yeah. in Ohio where it's like you're not gonna give you drugs for 72 hours and now you're stuck there. It's like, dude, it's all fucked up. It's just fucked up. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like I don't know, dude. The healthcare system we could talk about all night, but it's like the, the system's so fucking weird down here, you know, state to state. And, you know, speaking of like ADHD and Adderall, I remember um, like a few years ago, I was like, you know, I've had it my whole life. I've never been medicated until recently. I got a little medicated with it. But uh, as far as like, I can't, like, I've never read a book. I don't pay attention to shit. I'm just all over. The, I can do like three things at once. I'm just constantly looking at other things. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's affecting my work. I need to, like, really kind of dial this in. And they're like, all right, before we, like, talk about, like, any kind of treatment for this, you got to make sure and, and piss test clean for marijuana. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> and I was, no, I mean, I, I, no, I, actually, at the time, it didn't happen. I remember I was like, well, I hit, some, I wasn't really smoking much weed, and I still don't really smoke that much anymore. But I was like, I was like, why is that the, the turn? Like, what? you're about to give me methamphetamine via the 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 hospital system but like no don't don't smoke weed though that's it's if you're, you're positive cocaine that's not gonna fuck up your you know your attention span but they're like dude marijuana like if you're i'm like it's illegal i can buy it from a fucking corner store here like that's like if, you, if you're positive for marijuana we don't want to like talk to you about attention stuff because we feel like your attention is being uh flawed by marijuana so it's like yeah, it's like that's the problem. You if know, I want to like... pay attention to a butterfly flying by, dude, and that's all I want to pay attention to, dude. Why does that make me fucking ADHD? Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, if I'm high and I want to be like, oh, dude, that tree looks cool, and then somebody's like, why are you staring at that tree too long? I'm connecting with that tree real quick, dude. I mean, my whole Get life, I'm just, neck. I'm like, I've, yeah, my brain's like all over the place constantly, which is fine and i think it's just kind of like i've grown up in a weird environment my whole life for like attentions like you know like i'm trying to find things to be pay attention to and like 
and just like oh this but like i can't i can't never read a book all the way through my life I, I reckon i read i read but like... i'm thinking about like 20 other things while i'm reading like and obviously i know that's like because i'm not interested in the book probably and my brain's just going like you're not interested go think about things that are more fun than this if you um, read a book about the history of the kansas city chiefs uh, how much how far what if it was on tape your, what if you were giving read the book? on tape i can do on tape i do that's all i do there it is it's an audio, an audio oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay learner. so if you read like the, the just the history is the of the chiefs it, i bet you 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 would pay attention longer not saying yeah but that's not nothing. like i'm just saying it's it's something that but also stu it's not quality freshly... information so my brain would just jump off that and just be like it's not information i need or anything it's like oh sick dude chiefs were good they sucked for a while they're good i'm just okay I'm, <laughs> it's like not like i wouldn't be like oh dude i'm enthralled like like watching a movie or or listening to something like i listen to pod like uh just stories all the time i can listen to stories all day long i can't it's just a visual I'm, I'm an audio learner i'm not a visual learner it's all i think that's basically what it is like i can't like sit there and like read and be like oh i'm enthralled and i'm making a whole universe in my head with all I these different characters books as no different than regular books if you're well, i know because absorbing, if you're absorbing information you're absorbing but no 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 no, no 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 but the thing is like it's just two different styles of learning like a lot of people like will a lot of people are dyslexic <laughs> i can't even read but um but as far as like listening and just feeling it rather than just like 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 reading the word and for a lot of books too like it seems so they're so cheesy they're like oh and ecstatically he said blah blah, blah. i'm like i don't i want to want to hear you say ecstatically he said i want to hear him say it ecstatically <laughs> like i'm not trying to like hear like someone go like oh and he was very uh excessive in his celebration about the bubble. and i'm like i don't give a fuck dude how did that like i don't care with like how that looks on paper like i want to hear the celebration like i'm not like i don't believe you that's kind of a thing i'm kind of like i don't yeah, dude, believe you, you shouldn't read dude you just shouldn't yeah, stop yeah. reading dude yeah yeah i can read your shirt <laughs> but no it's it's one of those things there's you know trevor's a fucking a teacher my my buddy for a carpentry if you want to be a carpenter in california you go to trevor you have to do the whole course and i was talking to him about this he's like oh you're just a fucking like you're an audio learner you know it's like they they all know it they're just like oh you learn like this like that's the thing and i was like oh shit like i could have so many things helped out in my life of like just listening to shit i'm just like uh i'm just like absorbing rather than like reading i'm just like all right and i'm like looking at my hands when i'm reading i'm like i'm like everything is like distracting to me when i'm reading i'm like I'm like oh that fly dude oh what's oh, up with like what, yeah it's like later today what am i gonna do what's you fuck on? with subtitles in movies um yeah. i do i fuck do all with. the time yeah, yeah. like I, I actually really enjoy subtitles but like i watch a lot of foreign stuff too so, so like, yeah sometimes they're wrong though, like, when they get the subtitles wrong though then i'm like i'm instantly like well that's not the word he said Side note, Josh, <laughs> I've known that you were uh, a cinephile from the beginning. I don't know why you had mentioned how what movie I I, I don't even remember what you said, but a you certain said director, a certain writer, you watch and and immediately made me want to start talking movies with you. We got to save it for another show because we're already over three hours. <laughs> but 
I do oh, yeah. want to at least outside of the show talk movies with you because I could just yeah, tell me yeah. and you need to talk movies, dude. We'll get down. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I honestly think every Josh... tour should be a fucking movie. Every tour, every show, like you know, oh, I'm, man, it, I, it, it, I thought that the uh, I I liked reading the Dart by Motley Crue, and I I was kind of down that when they did the movie, it was just like a big thing because to me I'm like, yo, you could do like five seasons based off mm-hmm. of five albums and five tours, like every yeah, yeah. cycle. You know what I mean? And like really right. get meta with the drama and all that shit. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Good for sure. That's what happens. It's like, that's as, as dark as that tour was, I was telling you about the reality. We fucking bounced back and had a fucking phenomenal fucking comeback. We're fucking, it wasn't even really a comeback. It was like, just, all right, this is the next tour. Like, we're just going to fucking do this next thing. Fucking napalm death. Goddamn fucking black Dahlia murder. Fucking, we, we had fucking, um, Power Trip come out for the second half with Pig Destroyer. Fucking Misery Index was out there too with us. Fucking like, it was crazy. Like fucking like, the experience of ha- like sitting next to Bonnie on a couch, watching the election happen and yeah, Trump being elected, dude. and you're fucking there with the man. Like fucking, <laughs> like you know after like weeks and weeks. I mean, what, of did, what did he about, say? Like, what, what was his, you know, what like, was his reaction? What was Barney's reaction to Trump getting elected? I was fucking pissed. I know, I know, I know, I know, but, how, but I, like, I know, but like how, like what, did, what was like, just disgusted. He was disgusted, yeah, yeah. like many yeah. of us, you know, yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. just disgusted, just you know, rather shit, you know, like I, I can't really do the accent. Were you like, at you, know, you like, masquerade with me? When, oh no, you weren't. I wasn't I there. I met. Well, no, we did play masquerade together. I think fucking. I think uh, I was there when Obama got elected. No, yes, it was when Obama. You, that's what I'm saying. Bro. You were there we, with me. We stayed. Naraxis crashed out like a block or two from Peach Street that night. And shit was going off like fucking like, gunfire in the yes like, yeah it was gnarly Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta dude we were in Atlanta when fucking Obama got elected and it was like yes. people just firing guns and the fucking yes. shit and we went to go like Basil Steve was happy that night man they legal like they decriminalized weed and mass I was stoked Good care. I remember just going night. to a, a like, IHOP with the faceless after that, after they got after he got elected, and just like everyone had left, like all the cooks, like everyone yeah. just yeah. they're like, dude, it's Later. we won, it's done. Like, and like and then we sat for three hours for like a fucking some eggs. Like they were just like that's, sorry, that's uh, the shit. everyone left. <laughs> that's the shit about being on tour, baby, where it's like Yeah, like fuck. I was like you know, like one of the first CDs I bought, fucking like at Strawberries, was fucking. You know, what Strawberries is the store. Like fucking, like we buy CDs from the nineties, and like fucking one of the first like extreme metal things I got, like fucking like Motorhead, fucking like Overnight Sensation, Napalm mm-hmm. Death Diatribes, and like fucking like it was one of my first exposures to it. Yeah, and and like like I was saying, it was like fucking like talking about like fucking like recognizing how like accessible this shit is mm-hmm. yeah you know, like from being the kid smoking a joint with fucking dave rocky and now here i am you like no more than like fucking like seven years ago here we are i'm like fuck like 
I got the fucking you know, tour with fucking Bonnie and fucking Napoleon Death and talk fucking politics, like fucking about yeah. all this shit. And fucking like when Trump gets elected, you're with, you know, you're with, Bar- with Barney. With ba- like crazy. with the, the stars lining up. And no, that too. It's like I love dying fetus. And you tour with them, the, the, yeah, you know, sharing them, yeah. the thing with, with Nicophagus. And it's like, totally. dude, yeah. like I got nothing to be ashamed of, brothers. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, bro, Absolutely like not. right place, right time. It's like talking about like Nicophagus. Like, dude, you got to tour with them. Like nobody right really get to see that band talking about faceless it's like dude peak of that shit possibly actually yeah, yeah. how you yeah. want to split it i don't know but like with steve and brandon there, all that was with fucking vela maya who's like a fucking big Humongous deal nowadays yeah yeah know? yeah like fucking like but you guys too you know like dude, yeah that was then trip. If, if it was a yeah. reality show and then it'd be like dude remember seeing vela maya on the season one of fucking blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah 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 Remember Josh from fucking season two? Yeah, I remember like going. <laughs> Dan Kenny yeah. brought Dan Kenny brought me like in a backstage somewhere, like a huge like festival show, and just walking up to Mark from Vale of Maya and just like I just it, it had been like nine years since I've seen him. And I just like and they're playing like main stage of like the Ozfest, oh, yeah. whatever nowadays, whatever it's fucking called. And I just like tapped him on the shoulder and was like. What up? And he's like, he's all hip and cool now, but he's just all like, what the fuck? You know, like he still remembers like from where he came from and all the old tours he did. And he like big hugs and we all hung out and like brought me back and I hung out with Sam and all those guys. And I was like, oh my God, like I, I love, like I love you guys. I forgot all about you guys, to be honest. Like as far as like hanging out with you guys went and, and seeing uh guys and bands like Whitechapel. I remember you talk about like bands Ooh. that like, that I didn't. Whitechapel, fucking Naraxis would play after Whitechapel, and then some of slaughter shit up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's my thing. I was like, I crack up about because, like, you know, yeah, fucking, we did that, and like they're blowing up, and here we are showing up after them, and like, you know, a couple years later, I'm just driving down my street, and I see kids wearing Whitechapel shit, yeah, yeah, standing yeah. around. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no, totally. Know? They were they were humongous. I remember I was like, they were just starting to blow up with the suffocation psychroptic tour we were doing, and. Mm-hmm. uh they were like right before suffocation and all the kids would leave like before suffocation. Cause they're like, Oh, we saw what we want to see. Okay. Bye. And suffocation's like, what the fuck is going on? Like what's this? And I was like, I was on board with like, fuck this band, these assholes, pieces of shit. Like I was like so mad at them. And then I got to know them and uh, they were just like, dude, suffocation is the reason why we're here. They were like super, cool and then i see them now like i've like i'll run into them at, like you know playing with huge shows now and they're the same dudes i met back in the day they're ex- they're just oh, yeah. tennessee fucking nice ass dudes they're just working they're they're working it's not like i mean they're popular as fuck but they're and and, and at first i was like fuck this band you know i was like fucking breakdown bull. i was like you know in that crowd in 2008 and 9 i'm like just doing breakdowns you guys are all dumb but and I remember uh, Ben came up to me like a couple days later on that tour with like a custom Odious Mortem shirt on. He's all fucking you guys. With the shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it, like, and they're just, they've been sweet the whole time. And they've worked, you know, obviously they found a niche that blew up faster than, you know, technical death metal. Like, you know, and I understand <laughs> that, that that worked like that. But at the same time, like they are good dudes. Like I'm just like, and I'm, I remember the first four or five shows we were like all suffocation was like fuck this shit this is we should gotta do a death metal tour next time this is bullshit you know we we're like we're all like mad at them and then we get to know them and we're like ah you guys are our brothers 
know, like, like, you know, like have to come to that realization. Like, ah, oh, you guys are cool. God damn it. I wish you sucked as people so I can make fun of you easily, you know, but, and then I got into their music a little bit. I was like, Oh, you guys are writing cool riffs in there. I just didn't want to hear them. You know, I didn't want to hear it. Like, cause I was pissed how popular you were. I was like, I was like, nah, this is I'm not putting my time into it, but they're, they're good dudes. Like all of them are good dudes. And the singer, great dude. And that guy, I actually like that guy has gone through a bunch of shit in his life. And that guy does, wants like nothing to do with popularity and shit. He just gets on stage, does it. And like, gets like, does not want to be like hanging out and being, he's like, this is like a job for them. It's like, it's like the farm or this kind of thing is how I feel with them. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like legit work habit. Like they have like a gnarly, like a blue collar work your ass off habit. And I, I really respected that about them. They're like good dudes. I, I mean, for me, like coming to like a, a mindset of like, fuck, I love like this, love these guys. Fuck. You know, like Whitechapel, I wanted to hate them so bad. You know, like I came into it wanting to hate them. And I just I didn't want to hate them. I just found it weird that they never knew about like Brodequin. I was like, oh, oh right. <laughs> talk to Ben. Yeah, ben, yeah. ben knows the guitar player. Yeah, knows they, 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 they know about that now. But like, you know, like yeah. that was always weird. Like even like the Veil of Maya dudes, like it was like they didn't like know about like brutal like like oh, cyanide. Born like, Cyrus. Like born you know. with Cyrus, and we asked him about <laughs> deicide, and they hadn't heard him yeah. before. Whoa! Yeah, and we were backstage like, of the summer slaughter. We all started like everyone started laughing. And the nice guys, like like you're saying, <laughs> they're it's nice like, guys, super that's nice. That's what guys. I'm saying. It's like like I tell some of these dudes I work with, I'm like, yo, you like you just can't be talking shit because yeah, yeah, you're gonna be successful. You're gonna fucking find them. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna find you, right? Exactly. Like why? Like there's no point to it. At the end of the day, it's just you know, like you you're gonna have to fucking work with them. You're gonna have to yeah. fucking ride with them. You're gonna need them at some point. You're gonna fucking help each other out. What's well, a lot of jealousy of like how fast they go up. They just skip levels of school. Like it's like their first grade. We're both. You guys are both in the first grade. They're in junior high now, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Why? And like, that's the I'm thing smart. when you when you're in a band like Naraxis. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a session dude coming in here doing this, where it's like they've been fucking breaking their balls. Oh, totally. Doing like for years. Yeah. You know, they've done the Japan thing. You know, like they've done Europe and the Bions and everything and what have you. I don't know the full working of the of you know the working of the of the legacy of the business and all that stuff, but the fact is, no, it's fucking. That's what's crazy about it, you know, because yeah. it's still it's like this young fresh band, and you know, at the end of the day, it's it's still weird to me. Even I mean, it, it, just to be even more of a perspective that's modern, there's still kids around here that don't know who the fuck abnormality is. You know, like yeah, kids yeah. playing death metal just started in 2021 or some shit. Like they don't know nothing yeah, about abnormality, yeah. and I'm like. It just humbles you, bro. That's what I mean. It's like you can't necessarily even throw shade at that because yeah. it's like, all right, like, you know, I mean, I'll throw expect, shade at one thing you know? and let's all end it on this. I feel, I feel like I know what I don't know what happened with abnormality, but I feel like that was going to be like the next big thing. And uh, so I'm throwing shade at you guys breaking up. Uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I think abnormality. Well, like, no, they're like, it, I just think the DNA of that band honestly wasn't necessarily equipped to be out there to stay fucking out there like that. From the beginning? 
Yeah, like fucking like traveling and shit's like a pain in the dick. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and even now at our age, like fucking like, it's just sort of like, you know, like. Do you think if you guys were I five both, years younger when you started and got into all of it, do you think that? It would... I think the industry now, Joel, is fucking geared in a way that fucking helps bands. Because I feel yeah. like, honestly, honestly, bro, I, honestly, guys, like, I feel that. I think the thing with abnormality and I, I don't want to say it about like metal blade per se, but I think we're more of a failure of the industry. Like the industry failed us to a certain extent where like now they kind of like in the past, like two or three years, I think the industry's really fucking like narrowed down to a point where like um, agencies have fucking really kind of like kind of on fumes so, now. Right? No, 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 so? no, no. Because there's no, no more no, physical no, media, no. real. No, where's the, where's the money coming been from? Better, brother. I think things have yeah. never been better. Like for, for, for labels, for labels. Depends on how you look at it. Like yeah, labels, yeah. labels is one thing, and like as a dude that's got a tape label, it's, it's never been worse. Like I started this this hustle like seven, eight years ago, and it's like. Mm-hmm cost materials are gonna have like 200 fucking percent like it's just stupid fucking like it's it's like making a seven record now it's just not worth it yeah um but what i'm saying is like abnormality didn't have an infrastructure of agents and buying talent that fucking was there like we were still we got the reason we signed it's it's not no shade on metal blade fucking like we hit a wall being a brutal death metal band where it's like where can we take this you know like there's a certain hump that we just can't cross over in terms of you know like a, a mid headliner to like a main headliner and you know we're getting fu- we're eating fucking guarantees because fucking nobody's paying us there's a representation here there's people are just ripping us off you know like fucking there's mm-hmm. all this shit it's like where do you go from here and metal blade was definitely the best fucking option for us it, it's just that the system of fucking touring the, the you know the economy of touring i don't think that fucking abnormality was ever necessarily really cut, cut out for to, it to be on yeah and yeah. that's just the all god's honest truth i don't think anybody in the band will disagree with me with that and yeah. it's i i openly dis you know honestly resisted saying with metal league because like i told you it's like i ran from this situation it's like i yeah. know i know what it takes to be here and i don't think that's really what we are i don't think that's who we are and um and in like, dude, I'm, I'll give it a shot, and I'm glad we took a shot. Like, I was, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's just, you know, there's different ways you can look at it. You know, yeah. I, I just think at the end of the day, in the past like two or three years, like, there's a whole new infrastructure of merchandising, fucking buying talent. Like, dude, like, like I was saying, like, there was there was all sorts of shit that opened up down south during the pandemic, like mm-hmm. twenty, like late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one, shit down south, Kentucky fucking tennessee all these areas started doing shows west virginia you never yeah. really heard about them or paid attention to them and now there's people buying shit up down there so why yeah. wouldn't you stay out there you know, dude, like, you know what's gonna like, happen dude is we're all gonna become like super like when we're like 60 everyone's gonna be like dude you guys were the sickest and it's gonna oh, blow yeah. up <laughs> it's gonna blow, like and all these like other people like yeah whatever we'll, you know we'll buy the rights to it and you know it's like like it's like one of those things where i think like you know this small ass podcast like if that like one day metal just explode death metal explodes like it's like like it and then we're just i think like, it already oh, has joel that's what i'm saying like i think death metal like fucking took off bigger 
it blew up bigger than it's ever but blown what I'm talking up. About bigger, bigger than that. Once people like, you know, oh, yeah. they, they have like, you know, like uh, Transformers having sex in their ears all the time. And it's <laughs> like Bumble before they know, it's like, it yeah, it's like, what, what's the difference between that and like fucking, you know, it's like, let's fucking like, and, and things get. Oh, like, this shit's wicked stupid. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're, the fact yeah. that we're like revering like fucking like mortician right now is like really <laughs> impressive. Like, I'm like, it's like AC level to me. Like, that's what I mean, bro. Like, I, yeah, I, I yeah, revere yeah, yeah. AC. Like, totally. y'all can take your mo mortician right now and fucking like, like, no shade, no shade because it's just the heaviest <laughs> shit ever. But it's like, you know what I'm even, saying? You know what I'm I never, saying? Like, fucking, I listened like, to him a few times and I just was never into it. Never, I don't know one song by them. I just never <laughs> gave him the time. Really shit. That's the real mm -hmm. yeah, I just I was in I was gonna give yourself like you gotta give yourself a 31 days of Halloween October marathon of the mortician act up for barbecue show. chainsaw yes. dismemberment uh, yes. that my house by right cemetery there. yeah I think it's too late for me dude <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. What time? It's like it's fucking oh, no 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 no, no I'm right. saying for mortician, but yeah, it's too late for me in both yeah. respects, but at the same time, mortician. I mean, I would listen to Wretch any day over and over. There's Christian. like one. There's yo. One, I have high respect for Wretch. I'm gonna be real. That, I'm gonna look in the camera right now and tell yeah. you, you gotta listen to Wretch because Wretch. Yeah. Like we talk about with Goretor and shit, mm. dude. Wretch is the Wretch shit. Blew my mind as a kid, dude. I mean, I playing with playing with fucking session in Germany with Wretch at NRWFS. Fucking career highlight. Fucking like. And that's the shit. That's the key. Benoit baby heads. Benoit baby heads. Most extreme things have a. Ever. Fucking the first, the first little fourth song released there. Fucking dude, talk God, about bro. drum programming shit copy. that ain't fucking soft or like weak or like just kind of goofy and cringe, bro. Yeah, ratch, yeah, ratch. Yeah, that's what's totally. up. Ratch. Saw it ah. at Maryland, dude. Saw it live at Del at Maryland. Two man fucking brutality fest. Dude. And R.I.P. One of them, right? Because they had one of them got cancer and passed away. Correct. Really? I think the yeah. was the Ryan. Ryan yeah, yeah, Ryan, the bass player, bass player, bass player. It was player, like leukemia yeah. or something. Yeah, forget, yeah it was leukemia. Forgive me, fucking. Yeah, I think it was yeah. leukemia because I remember like uh, talking to his uh, widow or something at a show. It was just like fuck. Because I, I remember his name Justin. Justin, Justin and Ryan. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Justin and Ryan. Justin and yeah. Ryan. Justin yeah. came. Up. We were supposed to start a uh, Discord East Coast. But we never did it. We never did East, East Coast, like start the Scourge. Yeah. We need everywhere, dude. Pan America Discord. That's so like. good. Oh my god. But <laughs> Retch literally changed my life actually as a kid because I remember like not being super into death metal at the time. My brother brought me to Gathering of the Sick in New Mexico because that's where a lot of my family is. Yeah. He's, he's been in death metal his whole life since the early '90s. He's been death metal, and it was like Deeds of Flesh headlining. And Wretch was just like encephalic and laughing dog. And uh I was like encephalic and laughing dog. I went with them as a little kid. They I tell them about this all the time when I hang out with them. Like I was a little child hanging out with like cephalic and like hanging out in their little crew and stuff. And uh saw Wretch go up there and I'm like, What's there's no drummer? And they just like tapped it and I was like, Damn, these guys are I'm fucking mean. insane. Like it changed me from like Slayer sepultura to like this is ridiculous what the fuck they're doing like i was couldn't even comprehend it at the time and then ended up getting benoit baby heads and stuff and just listened to it on my own and was like shout out to guttural fuck. reef in the chat reinsertion of aborted oh, remnants is the oh yeah yeah i'm fucking that. yes the fourth song 
was murder. Hell yeah, God dude. Damn. It was good efficient butchery. That's what but that, that was my thing about like I, I, I heard all that first and then went back to mortician and was like, eh, not into it. No, but that's nah. what I, I totally agree with you. Like that yeah, red yeah. shit, I was like, that's the that's the band yeah, right yeah. there. Like that's, that's just way sicker than in, yeah, Insidious yeah. and stuff when I was a kid with Sean Whitaker and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean fuck I'm dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. That was also another quality uh, to little throwback to a little grind influence drum machine damn i haven't heard that shit, fucking band name fuck in so I'm dead long and sick fuck and you know like yeah yeah that I mean, mid-art uh, fucking shit was fire bro fucking like dude all that shit even syphilic oh, yeah. dudes i don't know if you get down with a syphilic fucking uh brian from mutilated fucking one of the sickest dudes ever fucking like that dude's fucking making mad crazy shit bro fucking like just Year after year, like some of the sickest right. shit ever. Fucking, I don't know if you check that shit out. Fucking Brian from Pollock? No, from Mutilated. Oh, Mutilated. Okay. Yeah, from Detroit. He was, okay, uh, okay. he's saying with the uh, gut rot. Fucking, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gut yeah. rot. Fucking, yeah. Gut rot, dude. That was good yeah, shit, that, man. What was the, EP, what was the, the best. Stuff, and dude? I'm going to close it out. I'm going to say the first yeah. fucking Cali band I ever saw, though, was Deeds of Flesh. Seeds of Flesh on the path of the weekend and tour, fucking with uh, with Dying Fetus and Vader and Sephora Carnage. Jesus Christ, that that was the was the first fucking death metal show I ever went to, and I didn't know, I didn't know how to process fucking Deeds of Flesh, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. some of the most extreme shit. I felt that home because I had a shaved head, like I was saying, skinhead, fucking like in like Eric, Luke, <laughs> Eric and Mike Hamilton were up there, fucking yeah, they're all trimmed up. And I'm like, hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, they, they play as a four piece on that shit. It was killer, dude. Fucking like yeah. they just released Path of the Weekend, and I think like the year it's, I don't know exactly when. Forgive me, but uh, damn, no, that was the first California being ever fucking uh for death metal. Or metal, I think, it's, in general. Uh, Other than Cal, uh, true Cal. professionals, true talented musicians, and always great to see that band play, dude. Oh, yeah. was, was was again, pretty influential dude. too, right? They're from California. Mm-hmm. That's, not death metal, That's not death metal. Jesus Christ! All right, Yo, we gotta, I think we gotta... that Bay Area shit's <laughs> overrated. We'll save that for another episode. Uh, I, I'm down. I'm down because yeah. you're a fucking awesome guest. That yeah, Josh, we want you back on for sure. Yeah. Love we're having right on. We had a great appreciate time everybody tonight. hanging in there listening and uh yeah, dude. I mean, oh yeah, man, it wouldn't be so a fucking... death episode if we didn't break three hours and we're almost four, dude. Twenty <laughs> more minutes, dude. I know he's three yeah, hours ahead. I fucking feel bad for Josh. Yeah, dude. You're oh, yeah. wee hours of the morning, dude. Well, I wonder what it is right now. Is it negative forty-seven since it's the middle of the night? No, it's probably know, fucking fucking late. No, yeah. it's probably like fucking in like the mid 30s. Like that bad. Yeah, okay, not that bad yet. He's not suffering. Huh. Huh. <laughs> All right, Josh, dude, nothing. this is rad, brother. I had a great right time, and thank you to everybody who's been listening tonight. Uh, uh, the just go back to the beginning for the plugs. We yeah, love yeah, you guys. We don't need to do it twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rock on. We'll see you next week. I got a piss. Cheers. Bye.